Welcome to Week in Geek. Your new comics preview. I'm Mike Ortiz. And I'm Chris Brown. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, I've been branching out a little bit, trying to, to try some, some odd things. Uh, it was originally based on a film script that never happened. And so they took the script and turned it into a comic. It is essentially a, a take on Beauty and the Beast by, once again, Alan Moore and Malcolm McLaren. Um, for those of you who don't know who Malcolm McLaren is, he was the weirdo genius mastermind behind the Sex Pistols. Um, so he and Alan Moore have written some sort of, you know, this is a, this is actually a model or something. A very old script. Um, okay. I remember the first time this script was mentioned was like on the first printing trade paperback in Washington. So this has been kicking around for one Oh wow! So uh, somebody finally, you know, decided to give it uh, let it see the light of day. And uh, he ends up teaming up with this young, uh, kind of hard Christian. They have strange adventures, and kids always trying to do the right thing, and he's always drinking and fighting. And it uh, looks like we start back in, uh, in kind of more of a Roman day, and the children start with brothers. I think that's how it works. So they'll introduce us to all three brothers, and then bring us into our time, and what it looks like. But uh, everything has been great. The artwork looks fantastic. Who's doing that artwork on there? Um, so tell us, Clayton Henry. And Fred Van Lenty's doing the writing. Oh, wow. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, we've done the Marvel Comics showdown. We've done a DC Comics showdown. Today, we're doing something a little different. We're doing the Indie Comics showdown. Um, so, Damon, who, uh, who are we fighting with tonight? Well, uh, we got a brand new panel an hour ago, with the exception of Chris Fiore. Hey, how's it going? He was with us the whole time. Uh, but then we added uh, Jeremy Sacker. Hello. And uh, fan favorite, Jason Thompson. Oh, I have fans? I doubt this. Yeah, I, I doubt it too. I just <laughs> wanted to say fan favorite. Jason, you're my favorite. Oh, thank you. Uh, so how do the fights work, Mike? Well, uh, each of our original panelists uh, shows six of their favorite indie comics characters, and we're defining indie comics characters as essentially not published by uh, mainstream Marvel in DC. Uh, we do have an icon and a Vertigo character in here. Um, and then, of course, uh, because most of the people who are originally on this panel uh, are not on it now because we had to reschedule, uh, some of them came off, some new people came on. Uh, we actually also threw in uh, two Chosen by Geek Fight staff to bring it up to 32. We randomly matched them up, dropped them into tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. Uh, each of us casts our vote, gives our reasons, the winner moves on to the next round, and this will continue until one is crowned the winner of the Indie Comics Showdown. Because Showdown episodes, as you may know if you're a regular listener, are physical fights. Uh, they, they are basically a throw these two in some sort of a and a combat situation and who do you think would win now of course uh this is where you use your geek logic because uh it's how you would write this fight it's not necessarily how it would really go down and doing air quotes uh so you can use anything you want in this case the crazier the better and if you can come up with something absolutely insane and and fantastic and, and a really awesome scenario that should be ripped off by any of the creators of these characters 
you can sway some votes with some really good geek logic. Thank you. Let us start the fights. Mike, this fight is yours. I, I don't know that I could do uh, robot the whole time. Uh, it is Mark be Hal. <laughs> Hal 9000. Uh, it is Mark Grayson from Invincible, also known as Invincible, uh, versus Spawn. This, this is actually kind of a tough one right off the bat. Um, I am going to go with uh, Invincible. Uh, he is clearly physically more superior. Uh, he basically got Superman level powers. However, Spawn is mystical based. And we really don't know the full extent of his powers. I know he, he at least, it, it, when I read him, I don't know if things have changed. He had that counter, so we don't know, you know, he, he would use up certain amounts of power. So we don't know if he actually, you know, used up all of his power at once. So in many ways, it's kind of a wash. So what I'm going to have to do to shift things is each of them will go to their creators, and then they will take all of their creators' money and hit each other with it. And I think at this point, Robert Kirkman has more money. So it would be a bigger load of money to get, that uh, Spawn gets hit with. And uh, Spawn will be some money and a couple of baseballs. I don't think that will do much damage to Invincible. A vote for Invincible. See, mm, see, if you went money, Spawn still wins by a lot. Uh, just go to your uh, local Toys R Us and go to the toy aisle. Half of them are Spawn toys. And, and not Spawn, but from McFarlane's money. That's that's his money factory. Spawn led to that. Uh, but we're not doing that. We're not fighting with money. We're doing physical fights. And uh, Mark Grayson uh, keeps getting stronger. He's one of the strongest people in his own personal comic book. And uh, he does have that, that, that little thing where he snaps every now and again and goes a little too far. And uh, I think he would do that with Spawn and just beat the shit out of his face. Just and be like, oops. So I'm going to go with uh, Mark Grayson. Chris? I'm agreeing with you on this, Damon. Uh, just Mike telling you, um, after the whole counter, power counter thing, Spawn kind of became God in his own comic, which got a little ridiculous. But in, in the end, I mean, Mark Grayson, again, he, he's limitless in his power so far. He beat up, a, I mean, fucking uh, uh, Conquest. Oh, that fight was amazing. Oh, man, good stuff. The guy that could not be beat, yeah, he beat, and then for a full page, he uh, bloodied his face to a pulp. Fantastic. So, Invincible. Another vote for Invincible. Jeremy? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Invincible. Um, he's, it's like what everyone said, he's like Superman-level powers. Uh, he's, and he probably hasn't reached his full ability, and I have a feeling that uh, because he's half-human, uh, that may actually make him better than the pure Viltrum might um but later in the comics at some point maybe um but yeah i would uh i would definitely go with invisible i used to read spawn he's super powerful probably one of the most powerful uh beings in the image in the uh yeah the uh early image universe um but he did kind of become you know not as interesting to me personally and i think that uh you know Superman's powers versus at best, I don't know, Doctor Strange's powers, you know, it's just it's invincible. Another vote for invincible. Jason, is it a clean sweep? No, I mean, Spawn was destined at one point to lead the armies of hell in Armageddon. 
that that's got to mean that the upper level of his power, whatever it is, is staggering. And I know Mark Grayson and also Omni Man are meant to be, you know, Superman, and I guess uh, Superboy. Uh, but if some if the devil is going to put together an army to defeat God once and for all, and he he's going to pick someone and give him enough power to lead that army. That's got to be enough to beat up one guy who's not always in control of not just his emotional state, but of his powers. He sometimes has trouble dealing with powers, at least back uh, when I read it a very long time ago, it seemed like he was having issues with it. So I'm going to take spawn in a physical fight. A vote for Spawn, but Invincible takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Uh, it is Judge Dredd versus William Golf, also known as Jack the Ricker, Ripper. <laughs> Ricker? What the fuck is that? From uh, from Hell. And uh, I'm just going to say real quick, spoilers! There are Walking Dead characters on here. Uh, if you don't want to hear what we say about the Walking Dead characters, you might not want to listen to the rest of this episode. But Judge Dredd versus a criminal, we know what Judge Dredd does to criminals. Uh, he is the law, and uh, he will shoot him, the, him in the face with extreme prejudice. Actually, he would probably just shoot all the suspects in the face. So I'm going to go with uh, Judge Dredd. Chris? It's Judge Dredd. William Gull's a creepo, man. He's going to just shoot him in the goddamn face. Another vote for Dredd. Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, one guy has... Uh pocket full of scalpels and the other one has a gigantic gun um if this is a physical fight gun wins all the time another vote for dread jason yeah i i don't care if william gull is uh really jack the ripper or not or if he was an actual person or not judge dread his enemy that he's uh taken on and defeated a couple times is supposedly death himself. Plus, that gun is super badass. Dread. Another vote for Dread. And My. Satan. He took <laughs> on Satan, too. <laughs> a, a vote for Satan, or he took on Satan? Dread took on Satan, too. <laughs> a vote uh, for taking on Satan. Okay. Uh, Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no, it's not, because you guys are all missing, uh, missing a, a major point here. Um, as we said, uh, William Gull uh, may be Jack the Ripper. We are not sure because Jack the Ripper was never caught. Uh, Jack the Ripper eluded the law. Uh, so if Judge Dredd is the law, then Jack the Ripper eluded him. Plus, in From Hell, Gull is actually uh, working for the Queen. Uh, he's doing the bidding of the queen, which is why he uh, ultimately is not caught, because he is, in fact, above the law, which puts him above Judge Dredd. So, semantically, uh, Judge Dredd really should lose here. But, unfortunately, we're not talking about uh, semantics, and Judge Dredd does move on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. It, Chris, this one is yours. It is the Tick versus Zartan from G.I. Joe. Spoon. So, seeing as how G.I. Joe used to be a Marvel property, um, we're going 
I, I pick Zartan. We went with the IDW reboot. Um, okay. IDW reboot Zartan. He's got basically the ability to turn into anyone, like physically. That's his power. He used to be a master disguise. Now he is the disguise. Um, I think uh, in a physical fight, it's going to be Tick. It's going to be Tick because no matter what, the Tick's like comedy world violence and everything is going to beat uh, a guy that can just change that a, a shape changer. I'll vote for the Tick, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm liking the tick in this fight. Um, I think that if it's a one-on-one fight and I'm assuming they're in some kind of arena, wh- what other person is Zartan possibly going to pose as to escape the tick? I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's still going to be him. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the tick smashes over, smashes them over the head with his fist and that's the match. Another vote for the tick, Jason. Yeah, I mean, there'll be an arena and all, all that, but uh, you, you're forgetting one thing. The Tick is incredibly, staggeringly stupid. I mean, if he has two brain cells to rub together, I'd be, I'd be surprised. And Zartan is intelligent. That's part of being a master of disguise. You have to have a, a very high level of intelligence pretend successfully to be another person so i'm going to imagine that going into this fight zartan has done some research on the tick and much like the impossible man back in the marvel showdown uh he poses as tick's mother and he's so freaking stupid that he wouldn't notice it wouldn't fight him zartan kills him zartan a vote for zartan mike this is tough because there have been some good arguments going back and forth. Uh, ultimately, uh, I am at the mercy of uh, a couple of facts. Uh, one of them being I uh, have never read a Tick comic or a G.I. Joe IDW comic. I'm not terribly familiar with either character in a comic book form. Uh, but I do know that despite being colossally stupid, the Tick is, uh, is quite powerful, seems indestructible, and uh, one of those characters whose real upper limits uh, are only defined by the comedy he's involved with at the moment. So I think it would be very funny if he were to uh, just completely rip Zartan to shreds. And that being funny means he would win. Uh, vote for the take. Yeah, you know, you, you almost had me with the Zartan thing there. But the tick is, is very stupid. He's also nigh invulnerable. Don't know what that means, but it means he's nigh invulnerable. Uh, he's almost invulnerable. Um, I don't know what Zartan has that can actually stop the tick uh, at all. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Okay, so here's the fight. I'm not even going to an arena. Like, Zartan is, uh, there's a hit out on the tick, and Zartan is sent to kill the tick. What's his name? The chair? The chair sent, sent out. Uh, Zartan to kill the tick and Zartan is lining up the sights on his gun and the tick turns and sees him and waves at him and in the process of waving the bullet is fired and the tick accidentally knocks it back at Zartan and hits him in the head and kills him because not only is the tick nine vulnerable and stupid he's extremely lucky uh, reading the comics and watching the TV show 
Uh, he's very, 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 very lucky. Things happen really well for him. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the take two. And the tick is into the next round. And we are on to our next fight. Jeremy, this one is yours. It is Boris the Bear versus Supreme. Oh. Okay. Um, I really have no idea who Boris the Bear is. Uh, I I feel like it's it might be like a uh, like making fun of. Uh, oh wait, it's making fun of the Ninja Turtles. That's right. Uh, that's what the comic is. But um, I don't know. I mean, from what I know, of Supreme, he's another Superman type uh, character, and I'm assuming he's got all the Superman type powers, and it just seems like. Superman could probably beat up a bear. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Supreme. Uh, vote for Supreme. Uh, Jason. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm going to apologize to Rob Liefeld because I, I'm about to make fun of him. And as we all know, Rob Liefeld knows when you're making fun of him. And then he wakes out on Twitter. Uh, Rob Liefeld created Supreme. So therefore... He's got. He's vulnerable to uh, some of those Rob Liefeld fo- foibles. Uh, he's going to have pointy feet and a lot of pouches somewhere on his costume. So I'm going to imagine that him and Boris the Bear are getting ready to fight. He goes to step forward to fight uh, to throw a punch at Boris the Bear, and his pointy feet get caught in his pouches. He trips, falls, breaks his neck, dies. Boris the Bear wins. Oh, vote for Boris the Bear, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, it's interesting here. Uh, Supreme, like we said, is uh, Superman level. Uh, he basically is uh, Image's version of Superman in his original form. Uh, he was just a dark take on it. When Alan Moore took over, it became uh, even more uh, a, a very specific Superman uh, homage more than anything else. And it with uh, Eric Larson taking over recently, it's gone back a little bit more to the darkness. And certainly... Superman there should be able to, or a character as powerful as Superman should be able to lay waste um, to to most characters if we're putting them in this sort of circumstance. Because the only thing that really keeps Superman from doing that is that moral code and and all of that. But uh, Boris, uh, who uh, was created in 1986, uh, was originally created in, in a book. Boris the Bear slaughters the teenage mutant or Teenage Radioactive Black Belt Mutant Ninja Critters. And Boris has one purpose and one power, and that is to destroy imitation and parody characters. Uh, He defeated imitations of the Ninja Turtles, Usagi Ujimbo, Cerebus, the Transformers, the Marvel Universe, Batman, Swamp Thing. Uh, That is his only power, is to defeat things that are basically parodies or knockoffs, which is what Supreme is. So while there are probably few characters on this list who by definition could beat uh, Supreme, Boris is one of them. So I got to go with Boris. A vote for Boris the Bear. That's kind of hardcore there, Mike. That's extremely hardcore. I might have to change my vote. I have to be honest. I didn't know that about him. So. I didn't know anything about him. Like That was pretty awesome. Fuck you, Mike. Fuck you and the asshole. Uh, and Supreme, uh, Supreme is, is just a Superman knockoff. At his best, he when he was at his best, he was a golden age Superman knockout, a knockoff, which makes him super powerful. Like I don't think people realize how powerful uh, 
uh, Superman was in the Golden Age. Superman had every power that he ever needed. That's why they made it other he- made other heroes. I, I, he's got super speed, super. What, doesn't he have super hypnosis? He's got everything. Um, yeah, he's got any he power they Mjolnir, need. He has Mjolnir for Christ's sake. He, he can also he talk to mermaids. Thor, so that's right. He can talk to mermaids. He he can murder. He can pick up Mjolnir. Um, he can move Earth out of its orbit. He can move Earth out of its orbit. Create a tiny planets. clone of himself from his own hand. Uh, see, this is making it hard to vote for uh, for Boris the Bear, but Boris the Bear's only power is defeating knockoff. If it was characters. Superman, he, Boris oh, he, couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything, but because it's Boris the Bear and his only power is knocking out knockoff superheroes uh, or knockoff characters, I'm going to have to vote for Boris the Bear. <laughs> Chris? Can I officially change my vote? Oh, you changed your vote too? So... Is it a clean sweep there, Chris? It's it's going to be. If Mike didn't say it, I was going to say exactly what he said. Boris the Bear's power is to destroy knockoffs. That's all he was created for. Plus, he, he works in... A, Supreme is exactly the character that would exist in his world for him to kill. Like, like, like he, that, that was a character in his world for Boris to kill. That's who Supreme is. A dark... Twisted knockoff. So Boris wins. Holy shitballs. Boris, the bear, in a clean sweep, is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Barbara Thorson from I Kill Giants. Okay, uh, forgive me. First of all, I'm not hugely familiar uh, with uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, I I never got it, uh, so it's just it missed me somehow. Uh, but uh, here's the thing about little Barbara Thorson: she may be completely de- delusional. Uh, if she's who I who I think she is, she's the little girl who sees giants, right, and thinks it's her destiny to to kill giants. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's. She may or may not be crazy, so I'm going to, for the sake of uh, this fight, make the determination that she is crazy, and part of crazy means unpredictable, and maybe she sees this turtle in her delusional state, believes he's a uh, giant, and... uh, you know, it's not necessarily an arena fight, so she... You know, no, she has to fight this guy. So she waits until he falls asleep and then, you know, stabs him 106 times in the head because that's exactly the kind of thing that a crazy person does. Barbara Thorson. Uh, vote for Barbara Thorson. Mike. Uh, I, um, I am going to vote for Michelangelo. Because Barbara Thorson uh, kills giants, and Michelangelo is not a giant. Uh, vote for Michelangelo. Uh, you obviously forgot the conversation that we had. Just uh, no, I didn't. I was setting this up for your answer. Really, really? You you're just setting me up. I was going to reenact our conversation and change my vote afterwards. Well, uh, well that uh, we don't do reenactments on this fucking show. Shh, I'm cutting all this out. Go with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and don't cut all of this out. Uh, yeah. Michelangelo is a giant turtle. <laughs> That's what he is. He was a little turtle. Got radioactive stuff put on him. 
They became a giant turtle. Yeah, he just happens to be man-sized, but he is a giant. Uh, I changed my vote. <laughs> so I'm voting for Barbara Thorson. Mike has also changed his vote. Uh, Chris. Here's the thing. I put her on here because I really love I, I Kill Giants. Um, I don't... I, I like where you're going with that Michelangelo being a giant turtle. Um, I was going to say he loses. Michelangelo loses because really in the power levels of the turtles, Michelangelo's kind of, he's, he's the worst. He's still good. He's still a, a teenage mutant ninja turtle, but out of the four of them, he's the worst fighter. But I don't know if Barbara, if Louisville uh, turns into the big hammer mode when there's not, a, a giant around. We've seen it in the comic. It doesn't. So if Michelangelo does count as a giant turtle, if that's what we're going with, then yes, she wins. Another vote for Barbara Thorson and Jeremy. So is it? It's four nothing right now. It is four nothing. Michelangelo. I can't. I can't let my uh, Ninja Turtle brethren uh, go out like that. I got to vote for Michelangelo, man. He's the turtle with freaking nunchucks. He's he just smack her across the face with the nunchucks, and she would need plastic surgery or be dead. Who knows? Turtle. Ooh, but there is that—a physical fight. I forget. She got punched by a giant and didn't die. I'm pretty sure she'll take the oh. turtle. Yeah, I get, but was it a part of her imagination? Because she is just a small child. Everyone else saw the giant. I'm going to go with that. Unless, like, delusion, unless her schizophrenia is also, like, area of effecty. Uh, but if it was, that would be an awesome power and would also make her beat <laughs> Michelangelo. Barbara Thorson, into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Omni-Man from Invincible versus Big B Wolf from, uh, what do you call that? Uh, hmm. I, I am going to go with Omni-Man. Um, Big B Wolf is, uh, is the big bad wolf, uh, of legend. And, uh, his, his greatest strength appears to be, he has the ability to, uh, blow hurricane, uh, force winds, uh, because he can blow the house down. But Omni-Man is considerably more powerful than a house. Uh, and I think he would beat him just with his mustache alone. A vote for Omni-Man. Yeah, that is a badass mustache. And <clears throat> he's one of the most powerful characters. Like the knockdown drag out between him and Invincible at the beginning of the, the series. I think that's in trade two, isn't it? Is it trade one? It's in trade two. The betrayal, it's in trade two. Yeah. The betrayal is in tra trade two. Uh, issue like 10 yeah it, it's amazing they, they they have a knockdown drag out fight he is superman level powers if not more um bigby wolf has power of wind and he can turn into a wolf and he is somewhat magical but i i have not seen any evidence that uh that is a weakness of as a matter of fact the the, the viltramite's weakness is only somebody who can beat the shit out of them Harder than they could beat the shit out of them. Like that—that that seems to be their only weakness. Um, yeah, I don't think Big B can do anything. So I'm going to go with uh, Omni Man, Chris. Omni Man wins because I—I can't let Big B go on. He's not indie. Vertigo's DC. So um, Omni Man. 
A vote for Omni Man. Vertigo is DC. Ouch. Jeremy. Well, I chose Bigby Wolf, but um, you know, this was this is a pretty tough first round matchup. I mean, this is what is this, the the fourth, third or fourth Superman style character uh that's on this uh on the on the Geek Flight. So I mean in a in a in a fight, I mean Bigby can get huge. He's supposedly one of the most powerful fables, uh and you know, he can he can certainly, you know, uh fight with the best of them, but a Superman level strength and speed and flight, it's uh, it's just no contest. So I, I, he'd probably just punch a hole right through him. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with Omni-Man. A vote for Omni-Man. Uh, Jason, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, it is, because you guys have forgotten to talk about Omni-Man's other power, which is traveling the universe, coming to communities, growing to power, and then fathering some sort of half-breed child. So he's going to come to Fable Town, become mayor of Fable Town, fire Bigby Wolf, and then sleep with Bigby's girlfriend, father a half-breed child. Bigby goes into depression, kills himself, and that's how Omni-Man wins this particular fight. And Omni-Man wins in a clean sweep. <laughs> um, we're on to our next fight. It is Miracle Man, also known as Marvel Man, versus uh, Marv from Sin City. Um, he's another. Wow, Boris is gonna have. If Judge Dredd doesn't win, Boris might be able to. Wow, I'm just looking at Boris right now because Marvel Man is a knockoff. Is he a knockoff of Shazam or Shazam or, or Captain Marvel, or yeah. is Captain he okay? okay? So he comes after Captain Marvel. Yep. I, I didn't know. Uh, he was a way but, to avoid copyright infringement. But he is extremely powerful. And I know most of us are just uh, talking about... Uh, uh, when we talk about Marvel Man or, or Miracle Man, you're just talking about the Alan Moore run? It's Alan Moore. Yeah, No. Yeah. The yeah. Alan, Alan Moore issues, which are fucking fantastic. And he is uber powerful in that. Uh, the only thing that can stop him is him. And Marv from Sin City is cool and all, but this was this was the wrong fight for Marv. Uh, if he had been up against Judge Dredd, I think that would have been a better fight. But Miracle Man is just too powerful in my book, so I'm going to go with uh, Miracle Man. Uh, goes to Marv and uh, looks at Marv, and then doesn't do anything to Marv and lets Marv die of natural causes because Miracle Man can live for fucking ever, and he's Miracle Man. So I'm going to go with Miracle Man, Chris. You, you kind of said it right there. I love Marv, but uh, gritty and dark exposition isn't going to beat a guy that can just punch a hole through his face. Uh, vote for Miracle Man. And the, the thing is, Miracle Man wouldn't punch a hole through his face. He would just outlive him. That's, that's how he <laughs> wins. That, uh, that's how Marv lives. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I play it. Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Miracle Man or Marvel Man, uh, he's, uh, you know, like Captain Marvel's, you know, uh, super powerful. And I just uh, can't see, uh, you know, I can't see a black and white character beating up a color character, basically. So, wait, so you're, you're saying that the colored always wins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you now realizing? Okay. Of course. A vote for Miracle Man. Uh, Jason. 
Okay, you kind of you kind of alluded to it, uh, Damon. Uh, Miracle Man is a a uh, knockoff of, of Captain Marvel, and uh, I I know Billy Batson and Captain Marvel quite well, which means uh, Miracle Man only has those powers because the child is extremely morally upstanding, so he wouldn't fight him. But there's also that problem that people say that mag- he can say that magic word and gain and lose his powers. So maybe Marv holds his family hostage, forces him to say the word, and then, well, Marv has uh, those uh, big rock- uh, ham-sized fists of his, and he just caves his little skull in when he's a little kid. There you go. A vote for violence against children. <laughs> There's the out of, out of context clip. Um, a vote for Marv, Mike. Uh, well, actually, when, when Miracle Man uh, changes, he does not turn into a child. He does turn into a, a full-grown adult uh, with uh, adult, uh, very realistic adult um, morals. Uh, so he wouldn't. He does not actually have the upstanding quality that Captain Marvel does. Um, and you know, Marv could attempt to hold his family hostage, but uh, his daughter uh, is actually even more powerful than he is. So that probably wouldn't end well for Marv either. Uh, plus, because he's super fast, by the time Marv was finished saying uh, "say the word or I kill your family." Uh, Miracle Man would pretty much already have him in orbit, just holding him, watching him die, uh, which is something he had done before. Um, and also, to the point of uh, of of Marv being black and white, uh, when Miracle Man first debuted in England, uh, and this is Miracle Man specifically, not Marvel Man, although I think even Miracle Man was like this, uh, he was also a black and white character. Uh, he did not become colored until he came to the United States. But uh, even then, I think uh, Miracle Man would hit Marv so hard, he would stop being black and white and would just be black and blue. I love how you people keep throwing around the word colored like it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I don't really care. We're we're on to our next fight. Miracle Man made it through. Uh, Chris, this one is yours. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. It is Scud, the disposable assassin. My boy. From Scud. Versus Jared's pick, which is <clears throat> Courtney Crumman, who uh, is from, let me read the book, Courtney Crumman and the Night Things by uh, Ted, what is this? Ted, what's his name? Ted uh, Nafier? I don't know. But she's got like, she's a witch, basically. So, go ahead. And I just wikied it and, oh, should I have read this? Oh, Jared. Jared, no. Uh, I gotta go with Scud, because I really like Scud. But that would be a really badass fight. Because, which, I mean, I mean, Scud is just designed to kill. That's the thing. Just designed to kill. That's what he does. He kills everything. In a world where killing is okay. Uh, yeah. Hard fight, but I gotta go with Scud. Uh, vote for Scud. Jeremy? Well, uh, I only somewhat know Scud, uh, and I've never heard of, uh, what what was her name again? Um, Courtney uh, Crumman. Or Crumrin. Courtney, 
Crumman. Uh, so she's some sort of witch. Um, I, I'm going to go with one. Oh, sorry. She's also a little girl. Just, just going to throw that out there before you say well, anything well, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that really, that actually tilts uh, tilts the uh, the battle uh, even more in favor of Scud, uh, who uh, is pretty cool from what I remember, um, and he is the kid with the broken halo. So, going with Scud. Another vote for Scud, Jason. Uh, classic magic versus technology fight. Uh, Courtney Crumman is a little girl who can do magic, and Scud is a disposable assassin, which means if he were to hire to kill Courtney Crumman, uh, his strange uh, self-preservation that prevented him from killing before would kick in, which means he wouldn't try to kick, uh, kill Courtney Crumman. And sh- since he is a robot, it's not really killing for her, so she can just turn him off and win the fight. Courtney Crumrin. Uh, go ahead. Can I make a, a rebuttal just to that? Go ahead. He'd maim her and put her in the hospital. <laughs> that, that's what he did with a horseman of the apocalypse. <laughs> Touche, salesman. Touche. <laughs> but still a vote for Courtney. Uh, Mike. Yeah, see, I'm not really that familiar with uh, either of these uh, characters. Um, so just on principle alone, Killer Robot beats Witch Girl. So, Scud. I like a, that principle. A vote for Scud. Um, witches are powerful. She's got magic. He's got guns. Magic beats guns. Sorry. You know, it's uh, rock, paper, scissors, Spock. Like it, I, I'm sorry. It magic beats guns. What what if we give him the werewolf arm? It doesn't matter. Oh man. She's still got magic. Still voting for magic because magic is powerful in a comic book form because magic is imagination. And imagination can do anything. Anything. Especially in some kind of illustrative format like this is. So uh Courtney and Scud are facing off. The Scud is running up to her, and then she turns him into a potted plant because she can use magic. Magic is unbelievably powerful. Uh, so I'm going to go with Courtney. Nobody's changing their vote. Scud is moving on. We are oh, on boy. to our next fight. Jeremy, this one is yours. It is Kid Miracle Man versus Concrete. Now, this is not a younger version of Miracle Man. This is his sidekick who can do the exact same stuff, only he's crazy. <laughs> okay, uh, I didn't know anything about him, so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, I uh, remember Concrete a little bit, and I, I actually kind of like him. He's kind of like a thing type uh, type guy, and I just feel there's just too many of these, you know, Superman level powerful people. So I'm gonna go with Concrete. He smashes him uh, with his big fist, and you know, uh, that's the end of that. A uh, vote for Concrete, Jason. Well, the problem with Concrete is thus far on the brackets, he's been the only character who is bound by real-world law of physics. That's they, you know. So he's just basically moving concrete, and Kid Miracle Man would just punch him so hard the atoms would break up. They wouldn't even be full or be able to form dust. It'd just be. Punching him into subatomic particles and winning the fight. One punch. One punch disintegration. 
a vote for Kid Miracle Man. Uh, Mike. You know, I, I love Concrete and I put him on this list. And I've been trying to figure out a way to make him win here because uh, we, we've already got a lot of, of these big guns and, uh, and, and we already have Miracle Man. Uh, do we need Kid Miracle Man as well? But uh, in the end, Concrete is very, very powerful and is strong by our uh, human Earth standards. Uh, but he's essentially made out of rock. And Miracle Man um, does, Kid Miracle Man does a very, very good job of pulverizing rock. So, uh, yeah, he would basically just turn concrete into, uh, into powder, I think. And uh, it would be Kid Miracle Man. Oh, vote for Kid Miracle Man. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest moments in comics ever was the return of Kid Miracle Man. Uh, it was fucked up, to say the least. You should check it out. I'm not going to say what happens. Uh, fucked, up, fucked up sums it up, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. And awesome. Super awesome. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Concrete. I, I Honestly, I don't see any way, any way whatsoever... For him to stand up to Kid, oh, but significant difference here. Kid Miracle Man, for a very long time, was in his kid form for a very long time, and he was very vulnerable. But nobody killed him in that form, so I could see Concrete coming up and very quickly and quietly, which doesn't really work for Concrete. But in this scenario, we're going to make him quick and quiet, and he's going to come up behind the kid. Because the kid doesn't want to be Kid Miracle Man. He hates Kid Miracle Man. He hates this thing that's inside of him. And he will let Concrete break his neck from behind. Just snap his neck. There we go. Uh, that, that's it. There we go. A vote for Concrete. So, the, are there? wait, there's no votes for Concrete right now, right? No, I voted for Concrete. Okay, so there's two votes for Concrete. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chris. Which one takes the win? Damon, Damon, you almost swayed me. You, you almost swayed me with what you said, but because that's, spoiler warning, uh, exactly what happens. It's how uh, Kid Miracle Man allows, allows the evil that is in him to be extinguished. But I want everyone to take a little break and uh, just Google search Kid Miracle Man and then image search. And it's like the 10th or 12th image of what Damon was talking about, the thing, you know, it's like a, a nice cityscape and then the horror that Kid Miracle Man causes. And that's why Concrete loses. Because he is a monster. All right. A vote for Kid Miracle Man. Kid Miracle Man is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. I'm going to change my vote. I'm going to change my vote. Kid Miracle Man is still moving on. Uh, <laughs> Lobster Johnson. Yes. This, this next fight is the Lobster Johnson versus Chuckles from G.I. Joe. Jason. What? Lobster Johnson versus uh, a G.I. Joe who may, in fact, be just a Magnum P.I. homage ripoff. I'm not real sure. Uh, but Hawaiian shirt and works in Army intelligence. That sounds real familiar. Anyway, Lobster Johnson is incredibly powerful. Uh, I mean, it ghosts in the Hellboy universe only have so much power. Rasputin was 
you know, incredibly powerful, yet he couldn't go corporeal. Lobster Johnson can. And, you know, he's got guns. And G.I. Joe, I, I'm pretty sure they're vulnerable to guns. I don't know because no Cobra's ever hit a Joe with, with any sort of projectile from a gun. So, but I'm assuming he is. So Lobster Johnson shoots Chuckles in through the brain pan. See you later. A vote for Lobster Johnson. Mike. Uh, yeah, I will also vote for Lobster Johnson. Um, I don't really know why, because I don't really know either of these characters very well. So I will just uh, say Lobster Johnson does whatever it is that Jason said he did to him. All right. Another vote for Lobster Johnson. Uh, Chuckles is an interesting character. Because uh, I believe they only made him to make a, a, a guy with a Hawaiian shirt action figure. Uh, that's my total belief. The only reason the character exists. But uh, about four or five years ago, uh, they did a, a, a miniseries that became an actual full-on series called Cobra. Ah, and they, Cobra. That, that turned him into a badass double agent, spy, Jack Bauer, hardcore awesomeness. And he is great. I like him in that format. I like I like what they've done with Chuckles. But Lobster Johnson can burn your face off by putting his hand on you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you beat that with a gun. Uh, so I'm going to go with Lobster Johnson. Uh, Chris? I want to I make this fight between uh, World War II um, action hero turned actual allied agent fighting uh hitler's occult forces that is lobster johnson but the ability he does have the ability to burn your face off with the the lobster's claw but i want to make this the human version not the the corporeal um going ghost version versus chuckles from idw's uh cobra series uh idw's cobra series and again spoiler but if you read idw cobra series you you know this happened um Chuckles killed Cobra Commander. He shot him in the face. And then he blew up Cobra Island with a nuke on a sub. Killing himself, but it didn't matter. I think Chuckles would find the way to kill Lobster Johnson. That's a vote for Chuckles. I don't think he, I, don't, I still don't think he would. Um, oh, oh! I I understand why you would think that, but I have faith in my book. I have faith in Chuckles. Uh, Jeremy, uh, yeah, I, I really like the Lobster Johnson's uh, calling card, leaving the uh, burned-in lobster claw symbol, and I just happen to have one right, uh, you know, available for Chuckles when he gets his ass kicked in the middle of the arena. There we go, Lobster Johnson into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Magnus Robot Fighter versus Mr. A, which is Mr. A uh, by Steve Ditko. Uh, this one's actually pretty easy because uh, Mr. A uh, was a creation of Steve Ditko. It was a creation that embodied uh, the objectivist philosophy that he uh, that he believed in, the philosophy uh, created by uh, Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand, however you pronounce it. And while that philosophy is uh, cold, emotionless, and heartless, and therefore Mr. A is cold, emotionless, and heartless, he is still not a robot. So Magnus Robot Fighter 
could not fight him. So, Mr. A. A vote for Mr. A. Hmm. Can't fight him because he's not a robot, but Magnus Robot Fighter can punch through a robot's face and outer shell because he can do that, but he can't punch through, you know, that that equally hard and firm metal outer skin of a human being. Oh, wait. No. Uh, if you can punch through a robot's head, you can punch through a human's head. I'm going to go with Magnus Robot Fighter. And, and uh, Mr. A is going to start spouting off his crazy shit. And then uh, Magnus Robot Fighter just takes off his head with an uppercut. Pow! Because he's fucking awesome. Magnus. Uh, Chris. Uh, it's a human versus dude who fights robots. I mean, come on. Mr. A, he's fun. It's like, I love all those old school, like, hard-boiled detective superhero characters. But he's got a metal mask and metal gloves, and he fights normal people. And Magnus Robot Fighter fights robots. Mr. A is going down. Uh, vote for Magnus Robot Fighter. Jeremy. All right. Well, this fight uh, is going to be based off of uh, the Wikipedia entries because I've never heard of either of these characters. And for uh, Magnus, it says his abilities are superhuman strength, superhuman durability, extensive martial arts training. And Mr. A's powers are that he wears armored gloves and a full armored mask for, for protection, which pretty much is him trying to be a robot. <laughs> at least with the outer <laughs> coverings of a robot and I think Magnus uh, can handle robots the last time I checked so I'm going to go with Magnus Robot Fighter and also the fact that Ayn Rand sucks it's like his title and his job fight <laughs> robots Magnus <laughs> Robot Fighter gets another vote Jason okay now see it's not listed on his wikipedia page but mr a's number one and most powerful power is the moral high ground so what would happen is they'd square off to fight and he would say convince magnus fighting is wrong you're you're evil for fighting these robots and sure magnus oh i'm defending humanity et cetera, et cetera, and so forth but see mr a would eventually wear him down and convince him Fighting is wrong, and therefore you are evil. And because you are evil, you deserve to be punished and then cast him off into the black abyss as he does all the people he tracks down and convince them of their own evilness. And that's how Mr. A wins this fight. A vote for Mr. A, but Magnus Robot Fighter. One other point. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. The other part that is not listed in the Wikipedia entry is he? It is not just uh, specifically the Anran philosophy, but it is also, I believe, the Socratic principle of a or not a, which is where the name came comes from. The notion of something is what it is, or it is not. Uh, it is a very black and white uh, philosophy, a very strict, rigid philosophy. And what he would remind Magnus Robot Fighter of is he is Magnus Robot Fighter. Or he is not Magnus Robot Fighter. And if he is Magnus Robot Fighter, he would have to fight robots. Which means he could not fight Mr. A, who even though he's wearing steel, is not a robot. Or else he is not Magnus Robot Fighter. He is something else. And while Mr. A is doing this, Magnus would become highly confused 
and then Mr. A would just stick him with a shiv. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice one, but uh, Magnus Robot Fighter still has the points to win, and uh, Magnus Robot Fighter will be moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is Carl Grimes from Walking Dead. See, when I said that whole thing earlier about spoilers, Walking Dead characters are on here, and uh, yeah, it's uh, Carl Grimes, Casanova Quinn. I don't know Casanova Quinn. I've never read the Casanova comic books. Um, not saying that they're not good. I just haven't read them. But I have read Carl, and uh, and he's star- comics. Mm-hmm. From the Carl comics. <laughs> from the Carl comics. From the Walking Dead comics. No, uh, but Carl is starting. If you've been watching the show, he's starting to become the Carl that I uh, that I think of when I think of Carl, because. Comic Book Carl is fucking hardcore. Fucking hardcore. He killed a kid. Everybody forgets that. He, he also killed Shane, and they changed it in, the, in the, the TV show, and I didn't like that. But he killed Shane because he saw that Shane was going to hurt his father. He did that immediately. That was way early on. That's in the first Super six early. issue. Like, he, he saw a threat to his dad. He took him down. And they, they keep building on the fact that he is an eight-year-old kid. Well, he's almost nine now. He sees a threat. He takes it down. He sees no. He doesn't have any discriminating like, oh, I have feelings for that. And, uh, you know, because he may not make it out of this round, because I don't know Casanova, he took a shot to the head, goddammit. He got half his fucking head blown off. Well, not blown off, but blown out, kind of. And he's still fucking toting around a gun wearing like a fucking eye patch. He's fucking shit. I love fucking Carl Grimes all day long. I will be voting for Carl Grimes. Carl Grimes uh, sees Casanova as a threat, takes out his gun and shoots him because that's how he does it. Chris? I put Casanova on here and allow me, Damon, uh, Casanova Quinn uh, is from Casanova, which was created by Matt Fraction and Gabriel Baugh originally uh, for Image Comics. It moved over to Icon. So, I'm using the early Casanova. Later Casanova would count as Marvel and thus be disqualified. But um, Casanova Quinn is a uh, dimension-hopping secret agent with psychic powers that manifest in the form of crows. Like he attacks people with psychic crows um, or shoots people or has sex with them. It's That's kind of what he does. Sometimes all of the above? Actually, all of the above many times, not just some. But here's the thing. Casanova Quinn, though being a alternate universe version of the one we're, we become familiar with, and evil, with quotation marks, would hesitate to shoot a kid. He would. And Carl Grimes would not hesitate to kill Casanova. I put Casanova on here. I love Casanova. I'm going with Carl Grimes. Carl Grimes gets another vote. Jeremy. Um, yeah, I, I've never read uh, Casanova. I, I know that he's, you know, what, like he said, um, you know, kind of like a 007 type guy. Um, I love The Walking Dead, and Carl Grimes is one of the best characters. Um, he's a badass little kid. I mean, there's really nothing more to say about it. And uh, he would definitely, um, you know, fight for survival uh, in the, you know, to the, to the, very end, and I could see him uh, having the upper hand just because he's fucking awesome. So I'm going to go with uh, Carl Grimes. Another vote for Carl, Jason. Okay, so Casanova is a uh, dimension hopper, which means it goes to all these alternate universes. I'm assuming. Yes. So 
So maybe he tries to pick one where Carl's not a survivor of the zombie apocalypse. He's like, aha, you know, I, you know, he's cold blooded universe or cold blooded bastard in that universe, but not this one. Well, so here's the thing, Casanova cold blooded is cold blooded and it doesn't matter the situation. So Casanova sees this person coming, no, or Carl sees this person coming, knows he has a history of trying to have sex with things. <laughs> goes to the nearest cop, a.k.a. his father, and says, this guy's trying to have sex with me. Casanova goes to jail, and since it's the South, probably gets a death penalty, and then Carl's there to throw the switch. And that's how Carl, alternate universe Carl, mind you, wins this fight. 6160. <laughs> uh, another vote for Carl. Mike, is it a clean sweep? No, it is not, because you are forgetting he is not just a dimension hopper, but he can travel through time as well. So he could actually go back before the zombie apocalypse, before Carl is in any way, shape, or form a badass, and kill him then. Um, and as far as whether or not he would kill a child, of course he would kill a child. If you remember, in Casanova, to defeat his adversary, uh, Newman Zemo, Zeno, uh, he actually traveled across uh, multiple universes and destroyed the entire universe, including children, just to make sure that Newman Zeno in that universe never manifests. That's Icon Casanova. That I doesn't matter. About, I'm just saying. Um, so he would kill a child, and he actually has destroyed uh, numerous multiple universes to prevent his adversaries from rising. So I think he could stop Carl. A vote for Casanova Frankenstein. I'm, I'm sorry. Change to Casanova just because Mike, you you you're oh. right. You are right. Two you're votes right. for Casanova Quinn. But I don't care. He's Carl Bryant is still moving on. We are on to our next fight, Chris. This one is yours. See, now you get to use that argument against Mike. Uh, Hit Girl versus Carl Grimes in this next fight. Sorry, Rick, Rick, Rick Grimes. Grimes. Rick Grimes, not Carl. Oh. I think it comes down to the fact that Hick, uh, Rick Grimes will shoot a zombie, a zombified girl, but he won't shoot a normal girl. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be focusing here. Even, even crazy Rick Grimes. Even we are the Walking Dead Rick Grimes. I don't think he'd hesitate. He'd totally hesitate to shoot a girl, and Hit Girl will not hesitate to shoot a full-grown man. A vote for Hit Girl, Jeremy. Well, I like I like this actually pretty cool match. Um, Hit girls, uh, you know, kind of like a really cool like assassin, but you know, obviously she's a kid. And uh, the Rick Grimes I'm uh, picturing is the grizzled veteran Rick Grimes, kind of uh, you know the the most recent uh, scenes episodes and yeah. Um, I would have to say that I would agree that Rick probably, who is a very who is a moral character even at this point, would probably not shoot a kid. And that hit girl who has no scruples um, would probably uh, chop his head off. So I'm going to go with hit girl. A vote for hit girl. Jason. Okay. Uh, I'm just now. Yeah, I didn't have uh, AMC for a very long time. And uh, so I'm just now starting to watch Walking Dead. So I'm only familiar with season one, Carl, or uh, Rick. And uh, what I've noticed about him is he tends to make the compassionate choice first and then 
seeing that blow up in his face makes the uh, more appropriate choice. And the compassionate choice when prevent, er, presented with an eight-year-old with a gun pointed at you is to try and talk her down. Hit girl doesn't get talked down, so she blows the back of his skull off. Hit girl. A vote for hit girl. Mike. Yeah, because uh, in addition, hit girl is uh, is also quite good at just posing and pretending that she is a sweet, innocent little girl uh, until uh, she's won your trust, and and then she turns all ninja badass on you. So, yeah, in this case, I think I would have to stick with uh, with hit girl. Another vote for hit girl. See. <sighs> everybody's forgetting the fact that there's a reason why Rick is still alive and Carl for that matter. But the reason why Rick is still alive is he will have that moment of compassion. But the second you move on him, he's back on you very quickly. So yeah, he, he might be fooled for a half a second by hit girl, but the second she makes a move for her, her guns, her sword, whatever he sees it. Bow blast her in the face with a gun. So, yeah, but if he's a second behind her, he's a second dead. That's no. what I was just going to say. No. It's Rick Grimes, goddammit. It's a ninja versus a cop. He's, she's not a ninja. <laughs> well, technically, a he's a pirate. He is missing that hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, not, in the, not in the show. You guys I don't think know that just that. makes my point oh. even stronger. But Pirates ain't nothing without a ship, baby. Hey, hey, I, I think Hit Girl wins this fight, too. Hit Girl is moving on. Fuck you guys. And it's sad because we won't. Uh, well, we still could end up with Hit Girl versus Crime, uh, Carl Grimes, but it would have to take a, a, a massive effort. But Hit Girl's moving well, then on. Carl would have uh, would have some vengeance on Hit Girl. Yeah, yeah. I think because he kills kids. Carl kills kids. He kills kids. I don't know. I think I think they would they would sense each other's crazy and just go out for a malt. They just start banging. Okay. Uh, Really, we we got to get Carl versus Hit Girl, and that's got to be the matchup in the semifinals. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. But we're on to our next fight, uh, Jeremy. This one is yours. It is the Plutonian from Irredeemable versus Cerebus from Well Cerebus. Um, I don't know much about uh, Cerberus or Cerebus or however you pronounce it. Um, I do know a little bit about the Plutonian, who's another um, Superman level power uh, character. Um, and he think he's supposed to be like evil or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of picture him as kind of like a black Adam type character. And, uh, you know, he looks down at this little aardvark and, you know, pets him on the head and, and then rips him in half. And then the contest is over. So that was a vote for the Plutonian. Uh, Jason. Yeah, uh, I think. We've talked about Superman, you know, over the last couple of years. And one of the things is the most terrifying thought is Superman without the moral control. And that's what you get when you have the Plutonian. So, yeah, he would see a little Arvark and crush it in his hands or flick it in the orbit or do any number of horrible things to it because he's a villain. So, Plutonian. Another vote for the Plutonian, uh, Mike. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a. I'm gonna, this is a stretch, but uh, but let's see if this works. So the Plutonian uh, is 
is kind of a, an evil version of Superman. Uh, the difference, however, is in their specific origin and, and where their powers come from. Uh, the Plutonian is actually uh, kind of this incredibly powerful hyper-dimensional being that, uh, that when it manifested in this universe, uh, manifested to a crazy woman. And she basically defined uh, what sort of being he would be in this universe. Uh, and that is, is basically a, a, an emotionally messed up, incredibly powerful creature. So he is in many ways just a, a fiction uh, that was crafted by, uh, by this, this one person. And I'm going to go way back here and invoke the ambush bug principle. Which, uh, which reminded us that certain characters actually are aware of their fictional uh, nature and have interaction with their writer and or artist. And uh, Cerebus actually does interact with Dave Sim, writer-artist, and uh, has actually gotten the writer-artist to do things on his behalf. Uh, Cerebus believes that it's actually God, but uh, in, in the book, Dave Sim reveals that it's himself. So because Cerebus does have a unique relationship with the writer and the Plutonian has a specific weakness to the writer, uh, I'm going to give it to Cerebus because he would just appeal to the writer to, uh, to write a weakness for the Plutonian. I'll vote for Cerebus. Uh, the Plutonian does have a weakness. Well, let's rephrase it. Plutonian has a weakness, uh, weakness, not actually what he actually is. What he actually is has no weakness, but when he believes that he's a Plutonian, he has a weakness. It's some crappy candle, and if you light the candle, he's just a regular dude uh, for however long the candle stays lit. That's how it works. That's his weakness. And uh, pretty sure that Cerebus can light a candle. So, yeah, Mike, I'm going to jump on your crazy man bandwagon. I'm going to vote for Cerebus. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, uh, Chris. Mike. I do appreciate you taking on the moniker of uh, Stretch Armstrong for that last segment, but um, you know, just you stretch so far. But um, I, this whole time I was going to vote for service. Uh, I believe in a fight like this, any character that is in some way a parody, especially with what the essence of Cerebus's entire series was about, uh, would lose in the fight to the character in that world. And uh, I think Cerebus would win against the Plutonian for either um, the ability to call upon what uh, last shreds of morals that the Plutonian has left uh, that the Cerebus would be able to or Cerebus would be able to, to call upon or, um, as Damon says, the ability to light a candle. Um, I think in some way, he'd, it, even even on like by mistake, he'd find that candle and light it. Uh, and then just kick the shit out of him. Uh, I think Cerebus is going to win this. And Cerebus is on into the next round. Really? We're on we, to we just did not need that many Superman parodies. Yeah, we did. We're, no, on we to did. we're on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Grindel, the Hunter, Hunter Rose Grindel, versus Vampirella. Okay, um... I'm a big fan of Vampy. Uh, I think she's uh, she's great as both a character and sort of a parody of Cheesecake. Uh, 
and here's the thing she has you know all the powers of vampirism and all those things that go along with uh her being a uh, i guess vampire god or alien vampire I, I it depends on uh the week it seems grendel is just a writer who got bored and decided to start a criminal empire and sure he succeeded at it uh, but one thing he can't do like most writers is figure out how she stays in that goddamn suit and that's how that's all he'd be occupied with as they go into fighting plus what's in the suit which is you know vampirella's body and she'd bite him suck him dry and uh kill him that's it vampirella uh vote for vampirella uh mike yeah this is a tough one because hunter rose um he he is also incredibly well trained. I mean, he actually fought Batman pretty much to a standstill. So we're talking about a uh, a fighter with uh, Batman level abilities up against a, a powerful vampire, but a vampire nonetheless. Um, he also does wield a a staff, a bladed staff, which uh, certainly gives him some some distance. And and her bite uh, requires a very close contact. Uh, so he could conceivably decapitate her, which would be one of the weaknesses. The staff is probably also wood on the other side, which means if he just broke it, it could function as a, as a stake. Um, she's really hot, but he seems to be either strangely asexual or possibly much more of a pedophile from his, uh, his interaction with, uh, I don't remember her name, Stacy, the second uh, Grendel. So I think uh, Vampirella's uh, boobs would not work on him because he prefers them to be a little on the smaller side. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say he uh, he decapitates her with his stick, and uh, and for me it goes to Grendel. A vote for Grendel. Hmm. Uh. Grendel's just a dude, right? Uh, I'm asking this actually as an actual question. He's, well, he, he play, he's he's a Batman level fighter, but he is just a dude. He's just a dude, and Vampirella is a vampire. Yes, or an alien. Okay. The origin changes. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. An alien it doesn't, vampire. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because Grendel is just a dude, and. Batman, a Batman level dude. Batman's still just a dude. The only reason we give him the extra shit is because he's Batman. And that's fucking bullshit. But just a dude doesn't beat a supernatural person. Period. Unless they can outthink them or see them Tell coming. Tell that to Abraham but, Van Helsing. Uh, it, you mean the other fictional dude? But anyway. Uh, oh, he should have been on uh, Monogamous Mail. But <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Vampirella. Uh, she's a creature of the night. She just comes up behind him. Doesn't know she he, she's even there because she's fucking vampire and then sucks the blood out of him. See, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very specific when I say she sucks the blood out of him and not say she sucks him dry because it's completely different con connotation, especially on this show. But I'm going with Vampirella. Uh, Chris. I'm going to go... With Mike on this, 
on many levels. Because Grendel's just kind of badass. I mean, you know what? No, nope, no. Vampirella. Nope, Vampirella. Um, I don't know why, just because. A vote for Vampirella. A vote for Tits, let's do that. (laughs) A vote for Tits. Jeremy. I will also vote for Tits. Um... And her ability to hypnotize uh, Grendel, who may be gay, uh, into liking women and then sucking his blood. I love how awkwardly you said sucking his blood. But Vampirella <laughs> uh, takes. It was almost sucking his blood? Blood? Yeah, like. There's blood and semen, right? I think it's blood through <laughs> that thing. I think it's a mix of both pain and pleasure, blah, blah, blah. Wow, I like how everybody you just talked over me saying there's blood and semen, right? Like, <laughs> uh, Damon, I was trying to, I was trying to edit, uh, you know, censor it. For no, it. no, because that is one of the most disturbing statements that anybody could ever say with a straight face. Like, what? I'm gonna go vomit. There's blood and semen all the time. Who doesn't? Really? There's <laughs> you, not you. You either? Holy shit. I might want to go to a doctor. But we're at the last fight of the first round, Mike. This one is yours. It is the other unknown. It is Karen's pick. It is Conan the Barbarian versus Karen's pick. Usagi Ojimbo. Ooh, this uh oh, fuck. This is this is tough. This is uh the the two swordsmen. Uh hmm. Let's see. Uh you know, well no, that doesn't work. Uh I'm going to give it to Conan. Um, while they are both, uh, excellent swordsmen, uh, Conan also, uh, becomes the governor of California and therefore has the entire California military at his disposal. (laughs) Okay. Uh, vote for Conan, whatever. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo is a giant rabbit who also is, at least my Usagi Ojimbo, I, I know there's more of them, but uh, Giant Rabbit, uh, he's a samurai, not a ninja. Uh, I know him from, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, although he comes from something else before that, right? Am I, yeah, uh, he was in his own book. Yeah, he was in his own book. Uh, and he's fucking badass. Samurai beats a barbarian all day long. Barbarians use brute strength and long swords. Uh, Samurai uses a katana, which everybody knows is one of the greatest weapons of all time. Uh, So, yeah, I got to go with uh, Usagi Yojimbo. Chris. Guys, are we we seriously doing this? Come on, guys. What is best in life? And everyone can answer that. Conan. What? To crush your enemies. To see them driven before you to and hear to the hear the lamentations of the women. Conan the, lam- the Barbarian. A vote for laminationing womening. Uh, laminationing. Womening. Did you hear the womening part? Jeremy. Um, this is a great, this is actually a great matchup. I love that they're both swordsmen. Um, you know, they're both uh, just iconic uh, characters in their own right. Um, okay. Um Hey, that was the I, first time in the show. <laughs> okay. 
I uh, I guess I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with I I, I agree with uh, Damon. I feel like Samurai would defeat a barbarian, and when I think of Conan the Barbarian, the comics, I don't really think of Arnold's. I think of it as being a kind of a different cat, even though it's I know it's based on that. The movie of Conan is something different, and I'm just gonna these are my rules. I'm making them up, so. I think I feel like a samurai would definitely have the advantage over a barbarian, so I'm going to go with the rabbit. Uh, vote for Usagi Yojimbo. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, there, Jason. Which one takes the win? You know, uh, I think was it you, Damon, or maybe Mike implied that Conan just used brute strength, but you know, this man did go on to forge a kingdom. Uh, by his own hand and the way I understood it, he was a rather good king and you can't just be a, a brute a brute barbarian to be a good king. You, you, he was smart. Uh, he yeah, was also he, an accomplished thief. Yes. You had another, another, uh, another profession that requires a certain level of intelligence. Uh, and yeah, you know, Usagi is a, uh, Samurai, but Conan's Conan's fucking Conan. Uh, he's he's badass. He's taken on wizards and giant snakes and conquered every woman in Samaria. Yeah, he's just a badass, and that's even discounting the fact that he went on to be played by Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Uh, when the man had 10 words of English and one of them was lamentation. Uh, <laughs> Conan, the barbarian, would chop this little rabbit into rabbit stew. A vote for Conan the barbarian. Conan barbarian is going on to the next round. We'll be back uh, right after this. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. We'll be back. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Hi, Internet. I am Joe. And I'm Chris. And together we make a new webcomic called Cantankerous. So about a year ago, Chris and I got together and we decided to make our dream come true and make our first ever comic book together. And that's what Cantankerous is. Right now, you can go to cantankerouscomic.com and you can see everything that we've done so far. We've posted our prologue, which is the beginning 12 pages of our story, and then we're going to roll out new content every single month. You can also follow any of the content that we post on any number of social media sites. We have a Facebook fan page, a DeviantArt page, a Google Plus feed, a Tumblr account, and a Pinterest account. Well, if the webcomic is free, then why Kickstarter? Well, through the process of creating the webcomic, we've culminated a bunch of different cool and awesome creature designs environments and we wanted to put together this art book to fund the project that's right chris and i both grew up and came through college with tons of art books and all of these art books that are in our collections helped influence us as designers so we thought why not put one out of our own so we took all of our best stuff and put it into this 100-page hardcover coffee table edition book that is amazing it's full of all of our best designs that we've created for characters, environments, everything. 
The book will feature an introduction by Academy Award-winning director Ryan Prowse. It'll also have interviews with illustrator Jorge Gonzalez, sequential artist and designer Claudio Acciari, fine artist Michael Brown, character artist Brian Wanya. We've talked to Marsala Vignali from Sony Pictures and the art directors of television's Archer, Neil Holman and Chad Hurd. So our primary objective for this Kickstarter campaign, like many comic book Kickstarters, is to pay for printing. We want to print 1,000 units of our original hardcover art book and get them to you guys so that we can keep our comic book free. We just know you're going to love it. Yes, please check below the video for all of our incentive packages. We've got t-shirts, PDF downloads, prints, commissioned artwork, the book itself, a hardcover slipcase with a painting by Michael Brown who's interviewed in the book. It's amazing. You guys got to check it out and, you know, just thank you guys so much for coming and checking out the video and supporting the book and telling your friends about it. Thanks. Thank you. That was pretty good. Yeah. These guys got to go now. I know. (laughs) We're really holding them up. For more information and to pledge, visit kickstarter.com slash projects slash 470165554 slash cantankerous dash comic dash project or do a Google search for cantankerous comic kickstarter. Deadline for pledges is December 20th, so hurry up and donate. Hello Geek Fights fans, this is your favorite guest panelist, Alan. Do you have a blog, business, website, or podcast? Have you been wondering how you can get your promo or commercial played during the Geek Fights mid-show break? Well, we here at Geek Fights HQ have some great news for you. Geek Fights wants to play your promo absolutely free of charge. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, your friends at Geek Fights want to share the internet love. And with exposure to over 20,000 listeners a month, you just can't go wrong. How do you get your promo on the show? It's easy. And don't worry about the quality. DIY is fun. Simply record your promo any way you can. Just be sure to include your show or business name and website if you have one. And email it here, geekfights at gmail.com. That's geekfights at gmail.com. And please put promo in the subject line. And your friends here at Geek Fights will run your promo during our next open slot. Don't forget, it's absolutely free. Thanks for listening, and keep up the geek fight. Hey, this is Jay Courtney from Art and Arsenic. You can find me on Facebook, and you are listening to Geek Fights. And we're back doing what we do every single goddamn motherfucking week. Coming at you with Jay for me, trademark geek cred. Uh, We've got uh well let's let's go to you uh Chris what is your geek cred? Ah, uh, indie books. Um indie books. Ooh, okay. Uh I went to TCAF over which is the Toronto Comic Arts Festival over uh, last summer with a few friends 
Uh, and I got to meet um, uh, Keegan McLeod. I'm really hoping I'm saying that right. Who is the writer and creator of writer, illustrator, creator of Infinite Kung Fu. Got really cool uh, discussion with him. If you haven't heard of Infinite Kung Fu, it's about um, post-apocalyptic Kung Fu world. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a contained trade. It's from Top Shelf. Um, it's really good. Got to meet him. Uh, and I got to get all of my uh, Scott Pilgrims and like all of the, the free comic book day Scott Pilgrims and all of the one shot every other everywhere else Scott Pilgrim signed by Brian Lee O'Malley and got to talk with him. And then uh, got to meet um, one of the biggest names in indie comics. Um, oh, man. Why am I blanking it? Bone, the creator of Bone. Smith. Jeff Smith? Jeff Smith, yep. I got to meet Jeff Smith, and he was one of the coolest guys ever. Rock and roll! Ha ha! Good luck following that, Jason. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm a big fan of comics. Uh, I used to read a lot of image books uh, before they kind of they kind of slowed down recently. Uh, I read some Spawn. I used to read a lot of Gen 13 prior to them moving over to Wildstorm. Uh, that was actually the only book I was reading regularly for a while. Uh, read some Vampirella. Uh, I, I'm aware, at the very least, of all the characters, which I was kind of surprised when I started reading the brackets. I was kind of worried that uh, I was going to miss out on some of the stuff. And uh, I really liked Dread and Judge Dread, the Stallone version, too. Rock! Uh, and uh, Jeremy, what is your geek cred? Um, I'm also a big collector of comics. Uh, I, I do go outside the, the big two quite a bit. I love. Uh, I started uh, collecting when I was about 12, 13, which is right around the beginning of um, Image, 1992, 93. So I collected a lot of the uh, beginning Image comics, Spawn, uh, Savage Dragon, Shadowhawk, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, kind of, that kind of fell out of uh, kind of fell out of the loops with comics for a while. Came back in uh, and really got into some Vertigo titles and some uh, you know other uh, Image titles as well. These days, uh, I'm still reading uh, Fables and um, I'm loving Invincible and the new uh, series, which is actually one of the best comics on the shelves. Um, Saga by Brian K. Vaughan is fantastic sci-fi. Uh, Tale. Uh, that's been really good. And um, I'm a huge fan of Lock and Key uh, from IDW, which is kind of like a, it's written by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I love the, the, you know, the outside uh, of the big two. And I think that there's a lot of great indie writers out there. And I'm glad that you guys invited me onto tonight's panel. Thank you very much. You know, you know what time it is. It's time to start the fights back up, but the castration scene is happening right now. So I kind, I kind of want to watch that. But we're we're gonna, we're gonna go back into the fights. Hard candies on. Uh, oh, there you go. I was like, Damon, that the audience has no idea what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know, I know. But it, I thought he was talking about in the episode. And I'm going like, I don't remember that in the script. <laughs> castration scene. Yeah, it's the castration. I hope it's not me. I don't know. Was I not, not it? Did not I it. not get that email? <laughs> that oh shit! Not it. Must have been uh, my uh, judgment. <laughs> well, Chris hasn't said not I it yet. Say, hey, okay. I'm, I got my nose goes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next fight, we've got Invincible versus Judge Dredd. Um, 
I think Dread can take him down. Because Invincible is also a breaker of the law. Uh, he's a vigilante. But he gets sanctioned by the government for a little while, but for the most part, he is a vigilante uh, fighting outside the rules of the law. Uh, Judge Dredd, he is the law, and the law always wins. So I'm going to go with Judge Dredd. Dredd. Chris? Damon, come on. You said it. You're the Judge Dredd. I am the law. Come on, man. Oh, um, Invincible is a murderer. Murder is against the law. Judge Dredd is the law. Judge Dredd. No, I was doing Doc McCoy. I'm Ooh, the law. I like that. I'm the law. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy. That was such a good movie. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it fun? Uh, I don't know. Is, is Invincible a criminal? I, I, I feel like he's a hero that is a mercenary. He works with the government. He doesn't really break the law uh, that I can remember. I mean, I guess maybe some minor laws, but he's friggin' almost nigh, you know, uh, invulnerable. I mean, what, what is Judge Dredd going to do? Shoot him? Arrest him with handcuffs? I mean, <laughs> like, he's just going to break out of it and just punch a hole through his face, and so that's what happens, and Invincible moves on. Uh, vote for Invincible. She's putting the video camera on him, and she's icing his balls now. Uh, Jason? You know, uh, the thing is, he's got that badass gun. He's got that gun. He can do just about anything. Uh, it can fire incendiaries and grenades and flares. And I, I just think he'd walk up to Invincible and he'd be like, "Hey, Juvie Cube or body bags makes no difference to me." And then, you know, blow his fucking brains out because he is the law. Another vote for Dread, Mike. I think y'all putting a little bit too much faith in the law. Uh, he's he is uh, he is the law, but he is the ultimate expression of human law. Uh, Invincible, well, Omni Man, who we've already talked about, is Superman, and Invincible, like it's been said, the fusion with the human DNA makes him more powerful. That's actually why humans are part of the equation in this scenario is because the, the human offspring are more powerful. So he's more powerful than Superman. And the only reason that Superman does not lay waste to everything is because he respects the law. And Invincible does too, but because he's also, he's younger, he, uh, he tends to lose it every now and again, like Spider-Man would lose it. But when he loses it, everybody around him can die because he's that powerful, even Judge Dredd. So I think a slightly emotionally unstable Superman against Batman is going to still be Superman. What? That didn't make any sense at all. I yes, was it already... is. The super-powered one is the one that's going to win. Oh, I get what you're saying. Superman versus Batman. Okay, if you take it Superman versus Batman. Uh, I'm still not changing my vote. Yeah, I'm not changing my vote. Judge Dredd is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is the Tick versus Boris the Bear. This is a parody character versus a parody character. Or a parody comedy comic versus a parody comedy comic. But I don't think that I don't think the tick in his own right and essence was a parody off of another character. With how with his power set, with with his personality, all that. I don't think 
he truly can count as a parody of another character. If I'm wrong, someone please correct me. So I think Boris is just going to lose because this goes out of Boris's power set. A vote for the tick. Jeremy. Um, I thought the tick was a uh, parody. I just don't know what he's a parody of um, or just a parody of comics in general. Uh, you know, uh, I... Ever since I learned about Boris the Bear, I I, I kind of I kind of like him, um, and he's the tick's a joke. Boris kills jokes. Boris wins. A vote for Boris the Bear, Jason. Uh, really, the tick is kind of a parody of that crazy fifty sixties uh, Silver Age kind of. You know, he's bombastic and he's a little dumb and he's just. Way too good guy, and Boris the Bear. He, he works on parodies, but we've kind of uh, forgotten about Tick's biggest power. That's not his invulnerability or his strength or his agility. It's his just plain dumb luck. Just the weirdest thing would happen. The weirdest things happen, and the Tick wins. So I got to believe that the, that in this particular fight. Boris the Bear would go to shoot or stab him, and just things would go horribly wrong for Boris, uh, and the Tick would win by dumb luck. Spoon. Mike? Well, uh, I'm going to go with Boris here, because the Tick actually is a a parody, um, and not a generalized parody of a... 50s character. It actually was a specific parody of a Cerebus character called uh, the Roach, which was a parody of Batman. So it's actually a parody of a parody character. In <laughs> Cerebus, the Roach actually goes on to become a uh, Moon Roach, Wolver Roach, and every other like a Spawn Roach, whatever like the top comic book character at the time was. That's the identity he would adopt. He was the living essence of parody. So the tick is a parody of that, and Boris exists only to destroy parody. So they're actually this is the perfect matchup, but Boris's only only reason for existence is destroying parody, and uh, the tick would have to go down. I got to change my vote because of that. Boris wins. Um, uh, two votes for Boris the Bear, but um, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to buy your 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 parody of the parody because that's a double parody, which which creates a paradox, which I do not believe that Boris the Bear could fight through. Plus, the Tick still has his nice dumb luck, his easy dumb luck. Like Boris would attempt to do it, but the Tick wouldn't even know he was there because he's nigh invulnerable, and and it, it would be like, oops, oh shit, what what just happened there? Did I just kill that guy? The ticket. Oops, accident. Arthur, I think I just killed this guy accidentally. Actually, he wouldn't even notice that he killed the guy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the tick. You fucking bastard, Mike. Boris the Bear. I knew I should have taken him off the goddamn list. Boris the Bear is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Jeremy, this one is yours. It is Barbara Thorson from I Kill Giants versus Omni-Man. <laughs> from Invincible. Um, 
<laughs> where to go with this one? Let's see. Um, Omni-Man is not a giant. He's basically Superman. And Barbara Thor- Thorson is a mentally ill uh, young lady. Um, Omni-Man is also a murderer. And I don't think the killing kids is outside of his, you know, I guess area of expertise. So I'm going to have to go with the Omni-Man. A vote for Omni-Man. Jason. Uh, Barbara's like what? Eight, eight, right? Seven, eight around there. That makes her pretty short. And when you're pretty short, a normal sized adult male is kind of like a giant. So I guess that, does make Omni-Man a giant, and Barbara Thorson kills giants. Therefore, Barbara Thorson, she kills giants. Uh, vote for Barbara Thorson. Mike? Uh, I, will, I will vote for Barbara Thorson for two reasons. Um, even, even if he is, is not per se a giant, his mustache is a giant mustache. <laughs> so that means she could kill that. And since all Viltrumites other than, um, well, I guess maybe the females, but Invincible, uh, they have that mustache. It is like their source of power, like Samson's hair. You remove it, and they lose all of their power. So uh, if she destroys his mustache, his only weakness, uh, then she would destroy him. Plus, he seems to have a weakness for the ladies, and I don't know if eight is too young for him, but... <laughs> a vote... Hey. Bug wasn't too weird for him. Uh, this for is Barbara. true. Those bugs and how quickly they age. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. He's an alien. They think different. You're right. He is an alien and they do think different. And uh, he thinks of humans as pets. As a matter of fact, he thought of his wife, uh, what, Invincible's mother, as a fucking pet. Hey, <laughs> early on, he changed. <laughs> because she's beneath him. They are all beneath him. It's like us thinking about, you know, do, do you think of all the ant killed, children you've killed when you step on a, an anthill? You don't. You, it, it's, they're just ants to you. Who gives two shits about them? He doesn't give two shits about her. If, if this is the fight, he takes her head off. Now, I'm talking about the pre-reformed Omni-Man, because reformed Omni-Man uh, would, would actually be a rather nice guy. But pre-reformed Omni-Man was not a nice guy. He would have fucking taken her head off and not thought twice about it. He would have killed the shit out of that little girl. He might have just flown through her on the way to going to beat somebody else up. That's actually what happens. He's flying across the earth, really low to the ground. He's trying to get to another place to beat the shit out of, I don't know, some random dude. Some random dude that doesn't matter whatsoever. And Barbara is there, and she's all ready to hit him, and here he comes. It's going to be the big showdown, and he just keeps going because he's gone through her. He didn't even notice that she was there because she's still just a little fucking girl. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Chris. Which one takes the win? You know, from everything previously said, the fact that that Barbara's a little girl and, and he's giant and with the giant mustache, I think also the fact that he's famous... And his stature makes him giant. I think Barbara would be able to kill him. So, so Barbara. Barbara. I'm changing my vote. 
Oh, 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 oh. are you Mike? Are yeah, you? because you're right. Because, I mean, yeah, she might kill giants, but he can kill giants, too. Right. He can kill lots of things, including a little girl. Right. And he it's wouldn't pause at it. Wouldn't and pause. actually, then, uh, next round, we might have Miracle Man versus Omni-Man, and that'd be a motherfucker of a fight. That would be mm. But Omni-Man squeaks out a win when he really shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, nice. Superman that has no no qualms about killing children versus a six year old, like whatever. How how you ever? Yeah, it's not like it's his kid. This is a no. kid swinging a hammer at him. His kid, he almost killed. True. He was two but at least he, he still kid. paused at the end. He paused. Yeah, when he said, "At least I'll have you, Dad." Come on. Who didn't Who didn't tear up a little bit at that scene? Come on, that was amazing. Yeah, but if he laid that kind of uh, waist down on Barbara, she would have been dead in two or three seconds. They I don't think he wants to lay any waist down on a person. Yeah. But Omni-Man is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Miracle Man versus Scud, the disposable assassin. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, well, Scud's pretty badass for you know a robot assassin that's basically... Uh, single use but miracle man is ridiculously powerful and and you know they get into a fight and just as it looks like miracle man was about to win the judges would come up and say hey uh has miracle man been bought by marvel very recently and that's why there's no miracle man comics uh if that's the case uh he's a Marvel character now, so he's disqualified, and Scun, Scun wins by default. A vote for Scud. Uh, Mike? Well, technically, this is Miracle Man, not Marvel Man. So Marvel does not actually specifically own this yet. Um, and I'm going to vote for Miracle Man because, uh, like I said, I want to see an Omni-Man Miracle Man fight in the next round, not an Omni-Man Scud fight, because I think both of them would end up with the robot being torn apart. Yeah, it's it's a fucking robot versus the power of Shazam versus Captain Marvel. I, I mean, we're talking a level of power that is ridiculous. The, the, when, when you start to hit the point of the character's only limitation is what they can imagine, which is the level of uh, that uh, Miracle Man is at. A robot isn't gonna uh, isn't gonna be able to stand up against him. Even and I know we all want it. Uh, Scott the disposable assassin versus Magnus Robot Hunter as the final fight here, but um, it is not going to happen. That would have been glorious. It, it would have been pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, Miracle, Miracle Man fucking mops the floor with him with, without even thinking about it. Just blinks him out of existence. I'm going to go Miracle Man. Uh, Chris. Here's the thing about Scud. I think he could find a way to kill Miracle Man. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm going to say it right now. I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm going with Scud because I really like him. I did. I, I just. Now that you've said it, Damon, I really want to see that fight. I want to see Scud versus Magnus. <laughs> so bad now. So I'm going Scud to tie it up. A vote for Scud. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Jeremy. Which one takes the win? Uh, it would be cool to see Scud versus uh, the robot fighter guy, but um, 
<laughs> it's something about robot fighter guy. <laughs> it's something about Omni. Uh, excuse me, uh, Miracle Man uh, fighting Omni Man in the next round. That that sounds really cool. So I'm gonna crush Scud into a tiny piece of metal debris and move on to the next round. Uh, vote for Miracle Man, and Miracle Man is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Kid Miracle Man versus Lobster Johnson. Now, uh, we've already got Miracle Man moving on in the next round, and, and certainly an interesting Miracle Man, Kid Miracle Man outcome uh, would, be, uh, would be an interesting fight. But here, I actually think we have someone who can beat him because... Uh, Lobster Johnson can go incorporeal and can rematerialize. And in Miracle Man, the way Kid Miracle Man was defeated was because their invulnerability is a force field, not uh, their body. So they teleported a rock into his head, and that's how they beat him. So Lobster Johnson could actually phase into him, solidify, leave his gun there, and uh, basically destroy his brain from the inside. So his one vulnerability would be to that intangibility, and uh, Lobster Johnson possesses that. A vote for Lobster Johnson. I like your thinking there, Mike. Only uh, Lobster Johnson hmm, goes incorporeal and doesn't leave a gun there because that's just laziness. Who cares about a gun there? He uh, what, He's going to leave a dildo in his brain because fucking Kid Miracle Man is a goddamn dick. So, yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's going to leave a big black dildo. So, uh, yeah, Lobster Johnson. Chris? You know, I was actually going to give this to Kid Miracle Man because I really... Um, he's a fucking monster. I, I love Kid Miracle Man's an, an amazing villain. But um, that goes to speaking toward what Lobster Johnson does. Lobster Johnson kills monsters. I think Lobster Johnson would kill Kid Miracle Man. A vote for Lobster Johnson. Jeremy. Uh, I'm, I, I like the way you guys uh, presented this. I mean, he, if he's a ghost, I mean, what is it that Kid Miracle Man can actually do to him tangibly? Uh, you can't kill something that's already dead. Um, so, yeah, he, he basically, you know, scares the crap out of him and wins. Lobster Johnson. Another vote for Lobster Johnson and Jason. Uh, I don't have an argument strong enough to convince anyone the other way, so I'm just going to follow the crowd. Lobster Johnson. Uh, he'll teleport a live grenade into Kid Miracle Man's head. Uh, I guess that was better than my dildo. But I did promise Chuck that something was going to get raped on this list. I, I think somebody <laughs> should do uh, some, some fan art. Of a Lobster Johnson standing over a dead kid Miracle Man with a big dildo sticking out of his head. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though? <laughs> big black dildo. It has to be yeah. a black dildo. I do do that art thing. Let's, uh, let's see some comics. Let's see some indie comics that uh, show these fights. This is like our Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah, only all the good characters are out. And it doesn't take up a summer and be awful. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Lobster Johnson, clean sweep. It is Magnus Robot Fighter versus Carl Grimes. And uh, Magnus is not invulnerable. He, he's just, you know, he can take a little bit more damage than the average human being. 
Uh, he is super strong, uh, but Carl is a stone cold motherfucking killer. Plain and simple. He sees a threat, he takes it out. And uh, Magnus is a fucking threat. You see a guy tearing through robots and then start coming after you? Yeah. You're, you're going to shoot it over and over and over again until it dies. And uh, I, I see Carl doing that. So I'm going to go with Carl. Chris? Carl's not a robot. I don't think Magnus could fight him. I'm just going to go with I'm just going to go with that. All right. Carl not being a robot gets a vote. Jeremy. Carl is the man. And so he wins because he's the man. And Magnus fights robots and Carl is not a robot. Carl on the next round. Oh, uh, you guys are almost making me change my vote because emotionally, Carl is a robot. That's <laughs> what he's so badass. He's a robot emotionally. Uh, Jason. Magnus fights robots to protect humanity, and there's nothing human about Carl Grimes. Uh, so Car- Magnus would see him as a threat and snap his little 10-year-old neck. There you go. That's my second vote for violence against children this show. I think it's your third. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> a vote for Magnus, Mike. I, uh, I believe they are correct when they say Carl is not a robot. I don't think metaphorically a robot counts because Magnus can kill robots that are emotional just as long as they're still robots. So just being emotionless on the inside is not robot enough. Um, unless he's maybe a metaphorical fighter as well, uh, in which case then uh, Carl would shoot. And Carl is moving into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Hit Girl versus Cerebus. Hmm. Hit Girl kind of goes into that dark, edgy, a little unnecessarily violent category that would that would really lose to Cerebus under the uh, parody principles, the self-aware principles. But, you know, Carl Grimes and Hit Girl fight. That's what we get next, guys. Hit Girl. Yes. We don't get that next. It's like two rounds away, but a vote for... But next, in this category, if, if she wins. No, it's not next. It's just one step closer. No, there's, there's, no, that's a, what I'm there's quite a few more fights. Oh, no. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I wasn't looking at it properly. Yeah, it's okay. one step forward. It's one step closer to that fight then. Hit girl. A vote for hit girl. Uh, okay, then. Uh, Jeremy. Um, hit girl. I want to see that... that- I want to see kids versus kids, basically. Uh, she's, uh, you know, cold-blooded killer, and uh, Cerebus will philosophize the shit of her, and it won't matter because his head will be cut off. So, Hit Girl. Another vote for Hit Girl, Jason. Now, to be fair, really, it's when Kick-Ass is involved that it that Kick-Ass kind of becomes a parody. He's really more self-aware character. Hit Girl's just a straightforward little evil monster child, and she would have no problems murdering an anthropomorphic uh, aardvark. 
Uh, so Hit Girl. Another vote for Hit Girl, Mike. I'm I'm going to uh, stick with Cerebus, even though you know the idea of the Hit Girl Carl fight is uh, is an interesting one. Uh, you forget Cerebus was not just an anthropomorphic character. He was a barbarian. He was basically Conan. Um, so even though he looked differently, he was a barbarian warrior. That was also uh, at one point uh, a pope and a president and, uh, and in many points in his life very powerful in many ways. Um, and he killed lots and lots of children happily with no problem whatsoever. He threw a baby off of a roof. So I think he'd have no problem killing Hit Girl. So uh, I'm going to go with child killing and uh, Cerebus. A vote for Cerebus. Uh, Hit Girl was already going to make it through. I was I was going to vote for Hit Girl, but not for the Carl Grimes fight, which is not going to happen because I don't see her beating Conan. Um, yeah. I, I, and I don't really know Cerebus well enough to actually make this fight happen. So I'm going to go. Uh, Cerebus starts talking to the uh, reader or the writer or whoever he's talking to. He's talking to uh, the person outside of the panel, and then Hit Girl comes up behind him and stabs him in the throat. And uh, Hit Girl wins. Hit Girl is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Jeremy, this one is yours. It is Vampirella versus Conan. Well, Conan likes to hear the lamentation of women, so Conan would decapitate Vampirella incredibly easy and even though she has giant tits it wouldn't matter because Conan is the man so he's moving on a vote for Conan Jason now to be fair they're never really giant she's not lady death for Christ's sake uh she has a little more class. Uh, she's also incredibly powerful. Whether she's just a vampire or she's an alien vampire from a planet of vampires, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, Conan is a hell of an adventurer, and he's killed a lot of things and forged a kingdom from his own hands. But I, I just... If you take all the cheesecake out of it, you still got Vampirella as a very powerful character with a pretty big hit list of her own. Uh, so I'm going to go with Vampirella in this fight. A vote for Vampirella. Mike? This is actually very tough because there are many, many instances where Conan has beaten vampires, but there are also many instances where Vampirella has beaten barbarians or warriors or something like that. Uh, Conan is very powerful, and he's a, an excellent killer. Um, but he does have that weakness for the ladies. And uh, Vampirella is a hot lady, like uh, like it has been said. So I think uh, that would ultimately be his downfall. Plus, technically, Conan is not an independent comics character because he originated outside of comics. The first time he was in comics, it was a Marvel comic. So just by pure uh, indie cred standards, I think he would have to be disqualified. A vote for Vampirella. So here's how I see it going now. Conan and Vampirella, both attracted to each other because they're both powerful people and that's how they roll. And they decide to hook. And they're sitting there fucking. 
and then her teeth pop out and Conan notices it. He's like, oh shit, she's a vampire. Mind you, I'm doing the motion right now. As I'm, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm doing the fucking motion. And, and he's like, oh shit, it's a vampire. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut this bitch's head off. He takes the sword and very quickly, whoop, whoop, takes her head off. Does he stop? No. He fucks the corpse. <laughs> That's right. He keeps going. He keeps going until he finishes. Because she's going to be warm for at least another half hour. If she was he a takes, vampire. She was already cold. But there we go. See, he doesn't even give two shits about it. He stabs her with both of his swords. And Conan takes the win. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Chris. Which one actually takes the win? Damon, Damon you, you, you stole my thunder. I was going to do that entire spiel. Like all of it. Because of the whole... Uh, I mean, in the first Conan, when he, when he has sex with the witch and then kills her by throwing her in the fire. Oh, man. Guys? Uh, so you're going with Conan? Yeah, Conan. Yeah, it's Conan. Because it was, I was going to do exactly that. But it was going to be, I was going to make a, a but, thing about Conan's dick being like a hard steak and he was just going to pierce her with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You weren't going to go as graphic as me saying him finishing inside of her cold, dead womb? Oh, no, I was. That's oh, okay. what Conan would do. He's a barbarian. Come on. <laughs> Conan would be in her stuff. ass. That's the actually. difference. Yeah, I know, but I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> he'd, he'd fuck I, the head stump. I you really want Chris Mitchell to read the transcript of this particular fight <laughs> in the next Chris Reads. Uh, no, not going to happen. <laughs> Somebody would have to transcribe it. I want the transcript of this particular fight being turned into a new Conan comic. Yeah, I think we, I think we have the new Conan movie here. Bam! Conan versus right, Conan introducing Vampirella into the movie scene. And then it's just... It's, just it's a franchise. Hey, it's how Marvel does it. It's a Bam. franchise. He cuts her head off. Okay, anyway. Guys, Vampires get their head stuck back on and come back to life all the time. It's a, okay. it's a trope. Oh, okay. It's expected. Anyway. She gets Conan. a reboot. Do you get a new actress? That or the Kurgan. Anyway, we're on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Uh, this one is an easy one now. It is Judge Dredd versus Boris the Bear. Jason, this one is yours. This is easy. I I almost forgotten Boris had won because I, I haven't been able to write him down. I For some reason, I was convinced to take one. Anyway, uh, Boris the Bear's power is attacking and destroying parodies. It's not attacking and destroying in-depth explorations of the nature of law and fascism and all of the things that Judge Dredd is. Judge Dredd is by no means parody, uh, except for it's that dirty mirror of do we crave order or do we crave freedom? And uh, Judge Dredd craves order. That's why he worships the law. So he would, uh, you know what? He'd use a hot shot and burn Boris, Boris the Bear to death with a hot shot round. A vote for Judge Dredd. Mike? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's, uh, it's pretty wild that Boris uh, made it this far. And, you know, if brackets had turned out a little bit differently, he, he could still march through because one of the things he, he was a commentary on the amount of of parody of these of these type of characters um but 
he uh, Judge Dredd is not a parody, like it's been said, and uh, that he would have no power over him whatsoever. So at that point, without having a unique power, it is basically a heavily armed cop against a bear with a sword. I think I know how that one's going to end. Uh, how's that, Mike? A dead bear. Oh, okay, I don't I know because you know bears are rather powerful in their own right. But yeah, but not for- when they're up against a cop with a lot of uh, artillery. A vote for Judge Dredd. Yeah, it, it's Judge Dredd. Because fuck you, Boris. No, 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 no. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Boris the Bear takes this win. Boris the Bear with the fucking sword. Is he an Ewok? He, no, I don't care what he is. Uh, but uh, Judge Dredd is a parody of uh, this cop I used to know or whatever. And there we go. He's, the parody powers exist. And now Boris the Bear takes the win because... Fuck everybody. Boris the Bear gets a point. Chris? I I don't want this to be a physical fight. I kind of want this to be a kill-off. And I think between 2000 AD and Judge Dredd, the, the singles, that Judge Dredd has killed more parodies of comic book characters than Boris the Bear has. So I'm going to go with Judge Dredd on that fact. A vote for Dread and Jeremy. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed Boris's uh, run up until this point, but uh, you know his powers don't affect Judge Dread at all, and Judge Dread lowers his sights and blows a hole through this bear's head, and that's it. <sighs> Judge Dread is into the final four. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Omni-Man versus Miracle-Man, the one you wanted. Uh, this, yeah, so this is basically uh, a, a moralist Superman against uh, uh, Captain Marvel, um, an adult grown-up Captain Marvel. Uh, hmm, I, you know, I really don't know how this fight would go down. Uh, they would kill a lot of people, I'm sure. But uh, because it's, there's, I don't think the morality is an issue. They're both one's an alien, one's basically highly advanced uh, technology in many ways. Though I, I'm going to, I'm just going to have to go with. I will go for Miracle Man because he is, um, he is the good guy and he is the lead character, whereas Omni Man is always the antagonist. And for the story to continue, the antagonist will continually lose. Until it's over for the hero, and I don't think it's over for the hero yet. So, Miracle Man. A vote for Miracle Man. Um, but in a physical fight, just flat out physical fight, Miracle Man is way more powerful than Miracle Man. That's right, Omni Man. See, the fact that we can't even get Miracle Man's head a name out of our heads. Uh, Omni Man, Omni Man is strong. He can fly. He's super fast, but. Uh, the way the powers of the Viltrumites work is you actually have to exercise that. You actually have to use them to strengthen them and get stronger. Uh, uh, Miracle Man is as powerful as he's going to be, which is super duper powerful. And he can learn new powers. He can learn to do things with his powers. Uh, but he he's at the top of his power when he says his magic word. Which What is his magic word, Mike? You remember? Kimoda. Kimoda. Uh, yeah, and Omni-Man, there's nothing Omni-Man can do uh, against Miracle-Man, so I'm going to go with Miracle-Man. Chris? 
Wouldn't it have been funny if Cerebus got through and beat and, and beat Miracle Man on the base principle that he's a parody? I think that would have been pretty fantastic. But that is not the case. Um I'm gonna go Omni Man because of the mustache, and that's it. I think the mustache gives him power over Miracle Man. Uh, a vote for the seventies porn stash, uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to vote for the mustache as well. That's pretty much the deciding point uh, for me. Uh, facial hair. Really? So, uh, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic mustache, and um, you know, Omni Man is in the Invincible world, which I think is cooler than the Miracle Man world. So that's another reason. All right. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Jason Thompson. Which one takes the win? Oh, for fuck's sake. This is like the Geek Fights equivalent of Screw the Dealer and Euchre. Uh, I do know one thing. Uh, of all the fights on the bracket, this one would probably take the longest because these two could just throw everything at each other. Uh I, I, I really had to work to not phrase that in a homoerotic fashion. Uh, they would just, eh, screw it. They would pound on each other and pound on each other. And I just don't think Omni-Man could hold out that whole, he has to work at it. He has to work at getting stronger. Meanwhile, Miracle Man is at the top of his game right from the start. So, uh, Miracle Man. And Miracle Man is into the final four. Wow. Uh, on to our next fight. It is Lobster Johnson versus Carl Grimes. And I don't care at all. I like Carl more than I like Lobster Johnson. Period. But I could easily see Carl beating him. Because uh, Carl is still a kid. If you're not in that universe, you don't understand that. If you're eight years old and living on the road in the zombie in the zombie apocalypse, you aren't a kid. You're a human being, uh, and human beings are dangerous. Uh, Lobster Johnson would be unaware that Carl is one of the most dangerous characters in all of comics, and all it takes is seeing Lobster Johnson as a threat, and that's what Carl does. He fucking eliminates threats. Period. So I'm going to go with Carl. Chris. I think Carl, being so as proficient with weaponry as he was, would understand to fill a shotgun with rock salt and shoot it at a ghost. I think he don't he understand to do that. Carl's gonna win this fight. Oh, vote for Carl. I don't really think he would know to do that. Uh, he, he he would on on instinct alone because of his badassness. Uh, okay, uh, he has that many levels in badass. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, yeah, nice supernatural reference. Uh, I'm gonna have to, I, I might have to steal that. Uh, my, my, I was gonna go that Carl would find a way to find ammunition that could take care of an apparition, and then he would find Lobster Johnson's remains and burn the shit out of them, and then he would win. There we go. Another vote for Carl, Jason. And let's see uh, if. He can be. He can survive being shot in the head. He can probably survive Lobster Johnson's trademark burn the lobster claw into his head, and that would baffle old Lobster Johnson just long enough for Carl to 
splash him with holy water and perform an exorcism, wiping out the spirit of Lobster Johnson. Carl. Another vote for Carl. Mike, why isn't it a clean sweep? Uh, no, it's a clean sweep. <laughs> really? Yeah, why not? I got a dog in this fight, though. I'll, I'll let Carl go forward. All right, a vote for Carl. Carl is into the next round, into the final four. We're on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It's Conan the Barbarian versus Hit Girl. Now, I would understand why some would think Conan would win this fight. Conan has more experience. Conan has been fighting longer. Um, but Hit Girl has guns. There you go. Guns. Done. A vote for Hit Girl. Um, Jeremy. I don't know too much about the Conan comic book, so I'm going to base this on the movie. But I don't remember Conan ever killing a kid. In fact, I remember him saving some kids. So I'm going to think that Hit Girl would probably do her best. You know, I'm innocent. Don't I'm not a threat. And then when Conan put his sword away, she would just pull out her gun and shoot him. <laughs> and that would be the end of that. A vote for Hit Girl. Jason. Yeah, you can't you can't discount the whole she's a walking modern day armory versus Conan, who's a walking uh, ancient Babylonian army or armory. So I don't even think she'd use a gun. I think she'd go a little overkill and use a RPG and blow Conan the giblets. Uh, vote for Hit Girl, Mike. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't just the guns, it, it would be the uh, the the rockets. And uh, technically, uh, she had access to a jetpack with uh, look like a Gatling gun on it, wasn't it? From the from the movie, the one that yeah. Kickass used. Uh, so yeah, I mean, she actually seems to be very well armed, and and you know, the, there is a reason why that. Uh, that stuff developed it's because it did a very good job of killing people more so than swords and spears and armor. So uh, it would be Hit Girl. A vote for Hit Girl. You guys just wanted a Hit Girl Carl Grimes fight so badly that you forgot that Conan is a barbarian. Carbar barbarians raped women and children had no concern for, oh, it's an innocent child. Yeah, movie barbarian and movie Conan did. He's a fucking barbarian. He sees a threat, he kills it. He's very similar to Carl in that fashion. And she looks like a threat, goddammit. She walks around with magical items he doesn't know what they are. He fucking take his sword shove it through her chest yeah his real sword not not his dick assholes conan gets a vote for me but yeah, i wasn't gonna say a thing yeah you were all thinking it fuck you guys apparently you were thinking it well because conan did just fuck no we voted for her we thought he wouldn't get within an inch of her no he, he'd kill her easily she just easily. cut him down with the conan was pretty door. tired from his fight with vampirella oh he, oh is that what See, I actually like this one. Fight he, with big quotation marks. He, he, he because he just you know yeah, he just you know blew his load. He just dropped off a load. He was sleepy yeah. and tired. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. <laughs> See, now this I can get behind. He's sleepy. He's tired. He's about to take a nap. Hit girl comes up and shoots him in the back of the head. Now that's much more creative. God. 
I'm still voting for Conan, but Hit Girl makes it into the next round. Ah, we're at our final four. It is Judge Dredd and Mir- versus Miracle Man and Carl Grimes versus Hit Girl. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people getting slaughtered. Jeremy, this fight is yours. It is Judge Dredd versus Miracle Man. Um, mm. is M- Miracle Man is mostly good, correct? Mostly. Well, yeah. that's going to depend on your definition of good. Yeah, yeah, it will. Well, is he like Sh- he's Shazam? I mean, he's a Mar- you know, a Captain Marvel, basically, right? His power level and backstory, but he's he's more like the authority. At the yeah, end. there okay. we go. This is tough. Um, I I am if from what I understand about Miracle Man, he really hasn't broken any laws that I know. Uh, so. If it's basically a Superman level or Captain Marvel level character versus a human cop with a really cool gun, I don't. And Miracle Man just destroyed Omni Man. I think he can take out Judge Dredd. So I'm going to go Miracle Man. A vote for Miracle Man. Jason. I wanted to figure out a way for Judge Dredd to uh, beat Miracle Man. I really, really wanted to, uh, but I really, really can't. Uh, I mean, maybe he's wore out from his fight with Omni-Man. Probably doubt it. Yeah, I'm going to have to vote for Miracle Man here. A vote for Miracle Man. Um, Mike? This is, uh, this is tough. Um I uh, I think Miracle Man is more powerful than Judge Dredd. Uh, at the end of his story, they basically dismantle uh, all uh, earthly governments and systems and, and rebuild uh, the planet as a paradise. Um, that uh, it, like everybody who wants superpowers has them and everyone has food. There's no longer money, anything like that. It's, it's a perfect world. Whereas Dread lives in a dystopia. So I think Dread is an example of the system that cannot uh, sustain itself into the future. Whereas Miracle Man is a symbol of the system that replaces that and solves all of those problems. So it is, in effect, a more powerful symbol. So I'll vote for Miracle Man. I'll vote for Miracle Man. All right. I am the law. Actually, and he fires off a couple rounds at Miracle Man. Miracle Man pays them no attention. He doesn't even pay any attention to him because Judge Dredd is insignificant to Miracle Man, especially near the end. They're, 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 they're not even close, unfortunately. Miracle Man is that fucking powerful. So I'm going to go with uh, Miracle Man. Chris, is it a clean sweep? See, my bias, my bias really wants to say, hey man, Judge Red could totally No, he can't. No, he can't. No, he can't. It it's Miracle Man. Let's get him in the, the, the top two. Yes, Miracle Man is in the final. Uh who will he face? Carl Grimes or Hate Girl? Jason, that one is yours. Ooh. Uh well, we kinda 
alluded to it a couple fights ago. Uh, Carl's stone cold, cold blooded killer hit girls also cold blooded killer, which means they both assess each other as a threat. And while Carl would be pulling out a, you know, pretty used up shotgun, hit girl would pull, reach into her nearly endless arsenal of high, of, uh, well maintained weapons and blow Carl to giblets. Hit girl. A uh, vote for hit girl, Mike. This uh, this is a, a, a quite an epic battle here. Um, you know, even though hit girl is more heavily armed, uh, Carl. Uh, I'm going to give it to Carl because. In his story, the primary thing he has done is survive where most of the population of planet Earth has not. And many, many characters in the book have not. Even after being shot in the head, he survived. Primary power. Hit Girl is not on the defensive against anything. She's out basically living a fantasy world, chopping up criminals with her dad. Uh, and eventually it all comes crashing down because uh, they can't even really take on the mob. I don't think they could take on zombies. And uh, and Carl has. So because he is a survivor and that is what he basically does, um, he's going to survive uh, the onslaught from Hit Girl because she doesn't really know how to handle a, a real dangerous situation. She just usually jumps in uh, and eventually gets caught. A vote for Carl. And uh, I, I will very quickly and easily say that Carl is actually an indie comic book character. I'm not saying that, you know, Hit Girl isn't creator-owned, but she is distributed by Marvel Comics. This uh, is very true. It's got to come in at some point, and it's coming in here. Uh, and, and the scenario is easy in my head. Um, they go out. They, they have a good time. You know, both of them 8 and 10, because Carl is 8 and she's 10. They go out and have a good time, you know, go on a date, and then they go home and a zombie eats uh, <laughs> a hit girl, and Carl is fine because that's what he does. He fucking survives. I'm going to go with uh, Carl Grimes. Chris? I'm actually going to go with... The, they're, they're both children, and it's it's working off the fact that they're, they're basically both children murdering psychopaths, but... um. I'm going to go off the one thing in, in Kick-Ass 1 that wasn't in the movie that I, I was the most disappointed wasn't in the movie. Um, and it's the point in which, after they're all done, after they've killed everybody, Hit Girl just starts crying and asks Kick-Ass to give her a hug because her daddy just died. And that was a very human moment. And I thought that would have made the movie way better than the whole, yeah, jetpack, woo, high five. But that also shows something. Hit Girl still has emotion. Carl doesn't. He just kills and survives. And that's all he cares about. So I think Carl would win on that fact alone. Somewhere in that, Hit Girl would be like, I got to let him go. But nowhere in that fight would Carl say that. A vote for Carl. Jeremy. 
Well, they're both cold-blooded children murderers, but the difference is, is that Hit Girl is a couple years older, she's a couple of old, a years more mature. She's kind of interested in boys, and there's something about that eye patch that she just finds kind of sexy, and it distracts her. And that's when Carl strikes and wins. Uh, vote for Carl. And uh, Carl is into the finals. I will say that they aren't both uh, child murderers. Carl is a child murderer, uh, whereas uh, Hit Girl usually kills full-grown adults. She's killed teenagers, but Carl killed another, like, seven-year-old. <laughs> I meant that they were child murderers. I know. Not... Oh. I know. Okay. <laughs> but I, I still wanted to point out the fact that Carl does murder children. <laughs> and uh, Hit Girl's a child. But Carl is into the final. We've got Miracle Man versus Carl Grimes. That's actually a decent fight. Mike, it's yours. This uh this is, is tough. Um you know, despite Carl's uh survive uh, ability, um that uh that real I think that that could run out here because Miracle he is still just a human child. Most of the weaponry he ha and technology he has access to would have no effect on Miracle Man whatsoever. Uh, nothing on Earth actually would have that ability. Um, and if you remember how he beat Kid Miracle Man is when Kid Miracle Man had the thing teleported in his head. He said the word and changed back into a human so he wouldn't have that, a human child. And Miracle Man came over and literally crushed his head between his two hands, which is what he would do to any human child uh, that was a threat. Um, but Miracle Man, even though at this time was not, it is kind of owned by Marvel. And that could disqualify it. Do we say the best indie comic is something that was gobbled up by Marvel Comics? Um, so I will give it to Carl. A vote for Carl. Um, it, it was purchased by Marvel, but it's not like Marvel's produced anything from it. Like, I, 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 would, I would give you that if, if there were new Miracle Man comics coming out right now, or even trade paperback form of the story that we're talking about. But uh, there's a reason why the trade paperbacks go for hundreds of dollars. There, there's been comics. There's been reprintings. Of, not of, of Miracle Man, though. It's all not a Miracle Man. Man. Oh, but of Marvel Man. Marvel Man, yeah. We don't yeah, but know. that's not technically the one on this list. Ah, uh, okay. Now it, I see what you're going. Yeah. Specifically, the Alan Moore one is the one we've been talking about, and that yeah. is still technically in a limbo. Though technically, it won't be eventually because it's yeah. you know Disney at this point. Yeah, Disney will get that story. So yeah, do we uh, want the the best one is owned by Disney? Yeah, but it was still uh, created by. It was created to avoid copyright infringement on DC, so it was intended to be independent. It, it, it was. It's a, it's independent enough. Either way, I'll still vote for Carl. Why not? You're, you're voting for Carl, and and the thing is, I really, if it was just we we, it's indie comics. I I would be like, yeah, it's got to be Carl. You know, Image is independent, but. Image isn't really independent either at this point. Like, I mean, it's the third largest. You know, there there are actual there there's party table illustrations. That, that's independent comics. There there's 
there are people who are very independent when it comes to comic books. Uh, yeah, I hear they're pretty cool. I hear they're dicks, but uh, <laughs> well, that would be true. Uh, Miracle Man is, just, is a product of a story by Alan Moore when Alan Moore wrote great shit, which he didn't really ever stop. But uh, Carl Grimes is a product of Kirkman when Kirkman is writing really just amazing stuff. Uh, but physical fight, just power level alone, there's no way in hell Carl Grimes does anything to Miracle Man. As a matter of fact, Miracle Man might take pity on him and fix him. That's how that's how Miracle Man beats Carl Grimes. He gives him a childhood. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> that's what he does. Tele- erases his memory, fixes him up, teleports him to a world where there aren't zombies, and Carl Grimes grows up to be he an can, actual. Uh, he can recreate the recently dead, can't he? Oh, uh, who? Carl? Miracle Man. Yeah, he can. So he can actually just bring back his family. Yeah. He can uh, fix things. I'll change my vote. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Miracle Man. Uh, Chris, we all want Carl to win, but he he's not gonna. And in truth be told, Miracle Man, back when it is, it was what it was, and even now, it's it's one of the one of the goddamn best there is. Uh, I mean, it's got one of the one of the most interesting worlds, one of the most fun and interesting heroes, and. God damn, is it vil- is its villain a villain? Uh I mean Miracle Man's gonna in in all ways he's gonna win this fight, but in all ways too, I think he's one of the best indies there is. I'll vote for Miracle Man. Jeremy. Um I just wanted to ask what was Miracle Man's weakness, if he had any? I, I think someone said it. Uh saying the word. Just a word, just like Shazam. And what was the word again? Komoda. Komoda. Okay. You know, I originally was going to go with Carl just because I thought that's what, <laughs> but that was the, the, the direction people were leaning. But I really like the idea of Miracle Man giving uh, Carl a childhood <laughs> and, and taking him, whisking him away. And, uh, and I think that is Carl's, that would be Carl's weakness, would be the, 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 the fact that he could actually be reunited with his mother and his his whole family and not have a zombie apocalypse and and I think that's what would happen and I'm gonna have to vote for Miracle Man because of it. Another vote for Miracle Man and Jason. Is it a clean sweep? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, there's no probably about it. It pretty much is. Uh, there, I guess this was the. Uh, danger of putting Superman in the DC fight. Uh, once you're that powerful that you can remake the cosmos, that you can uh, bring someone's family back to the dead or back from the dead, that you can, you know, crush them with, you know, just the barest minimum of your physical strength. He's got Carl outclassed and considering all we've, said about Carl tonight, uh, on this episode, it's that's pretty impressive. So I've got to go with Miracle Man. Any number of scenarios. And Miracle Man, it's a miracle. He takes the win. Womp womp. We're wrong. We're, we're, we're totally wrong, because had the tick made it out, tick would have fucking won. Spoon! 
I, it would have been a good victory. Yeah, come on, dude. The ticket's fucking awesome. Because no, dumb I mean, luck. You got to figure with uh, with as many Superman level characters we had on here. To only have uh, one in the final four. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Because Judge Dredd beat Invincible. I'm like what? That should Murder. Happen. Yeah, but you know, it, yeah, in the, the end, we did say that. Superman heavy. A, no, uh, all uh, both sides were Superman heavy. Because yeah. Miracle Man is Superman. Uh, who, who, we put one out in the first round. Plutonian is Plutonian is Superman. Invincible. Yeah, there there are plenty of them. Yeah, there. This was this was a battle of big guns, and a human child made it to the end. <laughs> a human child who's lost right, an right. eye. So ultimately, we've decided that a half-blind human child could not beat Superman. What were you saying, Jeremy? I just started acting as a cool ending because, like, even though Carl loses, he wins. Yeah. Oh, that's the easiest way to defeat Carl. It, because if you if you're fighting Carl in that universe, Carl wins. But if you basically give Carl what he could never have, which is a normal childhood, or what we perceive as a normal childhood, Carl doesn't get created. He doesn't happen. Because if you uh, like early Carl is just a kid until he takes Shane's life, he's just a kid. But thank you for listening. Does anybody have anybody like they like to plug? Uh, uh, Jeremy, anything? Nope, I'm good. Thanks, though. Jason, anything from you? No. Uh, this will be before Christmas, right? Yep. All right. Well, then, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Thank you for not saying Happy Kwanzaa because I'm black. I really get annoyed by that. I'm not joking. People say Happy Kwanzaa to me. Happy Kwanzaa? Like, what? what? It's like five black people celebrate Kwanzaa. I don't know why it exists. Uh, Chris. Damon, what the hell is Kwanzaa anyway? No, I no. don't know. Um, I, we need that book from uh, the trauma. It's, it's a made-up made holiday invented by a former FBI agent, I think. Oh. Huh. All right. Um... Let's go with uh, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, C2E2 is coming up. Everybody should go to that. And uh, in March, if you're in the Lansing area, head to Shoot a Con uh, and uh, check out Party Table Illustration. Rock and roll. Uh, we do check, both. Check out our friends, DVDGeeks.tv, Subspace Communicate, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Uh, check out their website, their other website, Bye Bye Robot. Uh, there's some really cool stuff on there. If you get some gift cards, go buy some of their posters their, or artwork. It's pretty awesome. And the Rockford Files Files. <clears throat> Created while uh, Chris Wood was drunk. Uh, so definitely, definitely check out the Rockford Files Files. Uh, inappropriate Conversations. Great Blanchard over there. Uh, laying down the law. He is the law. In a very, like, calm stern not even stern just a very calm like he should be on npr voice um also give a listen to the soulless minions of orthodoxy commentary track stars and a mission log a roddenberry podcast uh special thanks goes to karen for being our web presence check out what she's doing on the geek fights tumblr with chris mitchell and chris mitchell created a geek fights wikia i don't know why uh christy woke uh flesh it out uh you can uh Put whatever you like on there about us. Uh, we really, honestly, do not check it often at all. And who could forget Mr. Jared Formby and his amazing intros? I have literally no idea what he's going to do for this because 
I, I like with the what is it, Carl? Carl and the Judge Dread. Carl take Judge Dread and, and Ninja Turtles. I'm I'm sure that's probably what it's Conan. going to be. Just maybe. do the lamentation of the women over and over again. Scott has a theme song. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but check him out. The women, baby. Check him out at www.heystartrek.net or .com. I can never remember which it is. Mike, just try both. Uh, you can find me on the Week in Geek Video Show every week on YouTube where we preview new comics every week. Uh, you can check us out at geekbytes.net where we have lists of show ideas. Brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, links to our wiki, our Facebook, and our Tumblr. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for Geek Fights or follow the links on our website. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are next week is Best Santa. <laughs> and then uh, after that is Best Deep Space Nine character. Oh, yeah, that'll be an easy one. And then after that is uh, Best of Jason and Star Command. <laughs> I'm not joking. We're doing it. Just as a fuck you to Babylon 5 fans. Any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Happy Kwanzaa. What the fuck, dude? Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. It's over if you guys want to, you know, fuck off the call. You know, I think the last fight was uh, Robert Kirkman's beard thought that it was bigger than Alan Moore's beard, but Alan Moore's beard just slapped it down. <laughs> you should have done that. Yeah. Oh, best facial hair. No, That's we are right. best we are beard. Never, dude, that would Wait be, a minute. That would be Thrag from friggin' uh, Invincible. We're not doing King Thrag beard, friggin' space, uh, space. Think of all the beards you got: uh, Maris Bach, you got Riker. Yeah, but best facial hair makes it better. Ooh, Maris, Maris well, Bach. you know, okay. Yeah, because then you can hair. include the uh, Wolverine lamb chops. Yeah, uh, you, you can include uh, Magnum PI's mustache. Yeah, it, unless we do best mustache as its own thing. I, I think one I think side of the bracket is mustaches, one side is beards. It's I mustaches it's, versus beards. I think there's enough mustaches and wait, beards, wait, and then you have it. like the big fight. Uh, stop it! I'm writing down mustaches versus beards because it's no longer <laughs> best facial hair. It is yeah. mustache.
So each each individual fight is a mustache versus a beard. No, they're all uh, it, it, one the, side the, of the brackets is all mustaches, the other side is all beards. Oh, so know, the mustaches mustache have to fight the beard. mustaches in order to get the best mustache. Yeah, exactly. the best mustache ah, is the best beard. No. Like that's, that's just going to be someone's excuse to talk about Chuck Norris quite a bit on that. Episode, hey. that's for sure. <laughs> See, now, is it just a beard? Or are we including the people who have like a mustache and a beard? Like, like Riker has a mustache and a beard. Is that good? That, that that's a beard. A beard. That's a yeah. full beard. Okay. Yeah. Mustache is just, you know, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. What, what is it? Where does the goatee fall? Beard. I think a goatee is a beard. If, it, if it's on the chin, it's a beard. Yeah, yeah, like Spock's oh, right. evil Spock. So, like Wolverines isn't that's sideburns. That's sideburns, which that wouldn't fall into this, right? Yeah, sideburns, long they, sideburns, and mutton chops don't now? necessarily fall into this. If they connect to his chin, then that's a beard. But a, you can't have just a chin beard. But you, what about an Amish person? Yeah. What about Lincoln. what about just like stubble? Hmm, that's like going to depend on the stubble. That's a case by case basis. We're doing it. Because at the end, Stubble's not going to wind up beating a full beard. So it might make like it uh, wishes a couple it was a beard. Bite on the dude's penis. Vaginal dentata.